down because it's only usually those two songs that keep humming and people get tired of it. So there's only there's only the one song we just do over and over. Oh, the it nope. Takes, it takes nope. two to make a thing go right. Nope, that's not it. All right, just the two of us. That's now. the one. I don't know. We can do DJ Robin. Yep. I'm okay with that. It's just the two of us for episode 73 and no podcast. We are no outside food or drink. The Southeast premier video game podcast. Could have did Salt and Pepper's Push It. Real we've done the famous duo thing before we're just caught up in the it's just two of us thing yeah all right tonight it's been a long weekend sir it has uh tonight we have a new confirmation of a new nintendo switch hardware revision uh, a revision yeah. of sorts it's like the exact same fucking thing it's just they change some of the injuries we'll get to that yeah uh alongside new joy con colors mm-hmm. and a class action lawsuit for the old joy cons keep it classy super monkey ball banana blitz hd is official we read about that last week the finally a playable version of that game without motion controls without McLeod. me having to be on the balance board the cloud would be pleased wait they used the balance board i think so we have to fucking play this game oh I, god i'm way more excited I now i think uh, Google Stadia got outlined a little bit more during an AMA on Reddit, and we got an official date for Luigi's Mansion 3. It is a fitting release date. I'm Richard Bergman, joined tonight by Cesar Concepcion II. I'm here. I'm trying to stay awake. That's us. It's going to work. We'll get through this. We've waited until the last possible moment. Yeah, it wouldn't be so bad if I had to go to work, but, but early in the morning. So, Or if I didn't drive 18 hours over the past... Three and a half days. That would also uh, knock the energy out of you. Makes me tired, sir. I'd rather just be sleeping, to be honest. No, this is a 2006 Banana Bliss, so I doubt the uh, Wii board wasn't out then, 2006. That'd like, be too early for the Wii yeah. board, I think. Because the Wii, I wouldn't say the Wii ever was like sputtering, but the Wii definitely got a second life with that balance board. Mm-hmm. The balance board breathed life into it, and the Wii Motion Plus kind of boosted it again. And the Vitality Sensor. So, yes. <laughs> you remember that thing? Oh, yeah. That's still, I'm still waiting for that thing to happen, even though they keep saying it's not. If they release that and mm-hmm. some... Well, I'm not even... There's no point mm-hmm. in asking you this. I know you'd buy it. I know you'd get it and we would try it out. Probably. I would. If they just all of a sudden came out with Wii software with a Vitality Sensor, we would both fucking buy that shit and play it and hook up Wiis. Would you hook it up on Wii or Wii U? I'll probably just do it on Wii U. Watch it not be compatible for Wii U. You have to, you have to launch it on original Plug hardware. Plug it in there and be like, what's a Wii U? <laughs> you can't even use it's it like, on... what the fuck is this? You can't even use it on your little Wii U. I... Oh, God, the little Wii It Wii has Mini. to be played in components. Well, I mean, the Wii Mini doesn't have internet access, so I'll, you would have to probably update something to get to it. I'm waiting for the day where I'm just going to get a notification for my Wii U where it's like, we're removing the Wii channel. <laughs> the Wii channel just goes <laughs> yeah. off of it? We're updating removal. <laughs> we're taking away backwards compatibility yeah. on your console. God, that would suck. Mm. I've got a couple of Wii digital games just on the Wii U. Metroid Prime Trilogy being one of them. Yeah. I guess um, that's my games played this week. as you know, Blade Chronicles. I started firing that up. Are you playing on Little Wii? No, I'm playing on the Wii U. You're playing on Wii U? Mm, I probably should Wide screen and everything? Yeah, well, yeah. It, except for that little tiny... That would help in the notes just because how I break it down. But Well, I put Wii on there, but yeah. it's the Wii backwards compatibility. But it's okay. on the Wii U. I just forgot to put Wii U on there. Yeah, that at least differentiates from the 3DS one. The no, one, you would know the 3DS one. The one new 3DS game you have to have. Mm. Is there like three total? Hyrule and I just got Fire Emblem for ten bucks. Fire Emblem's not officially <laughs> a new 3DS game. 
It's not mandatory, but I think it mm-hmm. sucks without it, right? Or no, is it Hyrule like, Warriors? It's Hyrule Warriors. They're both the same thing. I think it's, it's unplayable without both or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> like 10 frames per second on the No, I think you're right. Hardware. I think Hyrule Wars doesn't have any of the new 3DS anything on there. Yeah. I think they learned their lesson from that when they came out with Fire Emblem, and they were like, we're just going to put it on there. So That's the Gears 5 tech test. It says it's installed. On your PC? Yeah, it says try it out now. Yeah, there we go. We're, we so it, it definitely downloaded on PC. It just probably just put the, the launch uh, yeah, executable after it's done. So we remembered... I, I guess I saw it news or something. The Gears 5 tech test is live. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll still be going when I publish this on Tuesday. Does it run through? Did it say Tuesday? I, I We talked about this a couple weeks the, ago. The, the sad thing is, I'm, I'm don't get me wrong, I'm very excited about Gears 5. I just, there's there's so many things I'm going to play right now that, that I'm not going to do a tech test. Rod Ferguson said it's like the biggest, most expansive campaign, everything for Gears. Yeah. For the tech test or the Gears 5? The Gears 5. The no, Gears, Gears, 5, 5. Is, Gears 5 is on my radar, just the tech test is not. Right, right. Yeah. Right. You're going to tell me the tech. I mean, the tech test should be on his radar. It's like it should be like ninety percent of what he's caring about right now. Should be like ninety nine point nine percent of what he's caring about. Right no, now. I mean he's got ten percent. of You can allocate other things in his life. Point one percent. Point zero one percent. Gear six. Oh god. Probably cares a little bit about gear six. Gears mm. gears infinite. Gears of. I don't know. Gear six would go back to gears of war. Yeah. Gears five was a misdirection. Gears of Warframe. The crossover we Gears all didn't of know. <laughs> Gears of God of War. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> the true crossover. God of Gears War. Nah, I tried. I can't. I lost it. Gears 5 Guardians. Because that went well. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's what we needed. No, I'm going with everything's going to be infinite. The next one is, is infinite everything. Everybody says, mm-hmm. everybody teases Xbox about the Gears Halo Forza thing. It's going to be Forza Infinite, Halo Infinite. On the Xbox Infinite? Yep. Yep. Infinite Xbox. Kind uh, It kind of does work. You just keep calling it Xbox Infinite at yeah. that point. Yeah. yeah. You never have to number anything. You don't have to mm-hmm. worry about sequels. Infinity Squared. Infinity It's cubed. just on there. It's like Nintendo went from the Nintendo to the Super Nintendo. And you start dropping the quadratic formula, and you're like, what the fuck's happening here? Software B. So then you have uh, Xbox Black Hole. You have Halo Black Hole. Yeah. Then we go back in time and relive it again. I saw some image on uh, Reddit where they somebody did you see that where they posted that GameStop image uh, for the second Dreamcast launch? No, no, no. I'd like to see that. I looked at it as like, man, this is reminiscent. I miss those days, like back when the brick and mortar stores were awesome. There's a huge ass box for Half Life, for Dreamcast, for, for PC. <laughs> the back thing it's the biggest box you ever seen for a PC uh, box PC game. I remember when I first started at EB, we sold a shit ton of PC stuff. We had a dedicated wall for PC. That's what was in, going on in this photo. So. Pretty cool shot. Have you ever played that Half Life for P- for uh, Dreamcast? I've played all Half Life. Uh, I've got a ROM of that. If anybody, any listeners want it, they want to play some Half Life on Dreamcast and see that loading screen every fifteen seconds. It's ambitious though. It's not as bad as the Xbox One. It loads just as much. Oh, Half Life Dose. Yeah. I'm glad that the the Dream's still living. We were talking about the floundering brick-and-mortar uh, video game store last week, I believe, repeatedly. Mm-hmm. And we didn't put it in news, but did you see they're going to try to like reshuffle their stores and change the layout and everything? Yeah, I was, I was hoping that... I know it's only a test. I was hoping maybe they'll throw one of those in Atlanta with the retro section. I'll Just some, uh, one of those retro stores like in our area that we can get to? It'd be great. I would definitely go there and purchase often and support it. And I guess they're sitting on that... Grow. Do what now? Help it grow. Yeah. Yeah. I 
I guess they're sitting on that stuff from people trading it in when they reverse their policies. Because remember, for years they weren't taking old school mm-hmm. stuff. And when they bought up EB and Rhino and everybody else, the Funko Land, when they, you know, when they monopolized brick and mortar video game stores, essentially, mm-hmm. they got rid of all that stuff. They they didn't think it had any value. Yeah, they were always looking to the future. I actually wondered when I got Division Two. I might have, I might have said this last week, but when I went into the store to get Division Two, someone had just traded in a Super Nintendo original controller sticker still on the control deck, talking about turn the power off and hit the eject button and everything. Yeah. Um, original power, original controller, RF adapter. They got twenty dollars for it. But I'll give them this: whoever the consumer was, they put it towards a Super Nintendo Classic, so they were still going to be playing. They were probably going to be playing more games than they had. It's, yeah, they probably just sat there and did the math. It's like I probably the games I want. When you look at it that way, it's not a bad trade-off, it's, right? It's in there. Is the image? Is the launch image? It somehow just instantly went to sleep when you looked at it. You're like, this is not Cesar. Protect this data. The Face ID shut it down. Like, Argh. all right, Dreamcast launch. This is awesome. There's Pokemon poster in the background. I remember when GameStops looked like this, where you mm-hmm. had the shelves coming out into the wall. I mean, look at the wall where it's listing Windows 95, 98 straight down with the trade-in um, price area. Yep. I remember these days. Nine nine ninety nine. The wait is over. Sega Dreamcast-related purchases only, please. This mm-hmm. is a cool image. You need to send this to uh, Michael to put on the Instagram so listeners can, since we're taking up so much time talking about it. It's a whole fucking Dreamcast yeah, section. Yeah, I sat there and I saw, I saw I was like, man, I miss those days. Game Boy Color. They got Dreamcast shirts mm-hmm. on. Is that Soul Reaver back in the background on PC? Look at that box at the top, the big triangle box. I think it's Soul Reaver. Uh, you got Command and Conquer. That is Soul Reavers. Like the green box game. at the top. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking at the left too. So many PC games. Hopefully that uh, GameStop redesign does does well, and we get one like you're saying. We can go check out. I that would, would legit try to hit, hit that as much as I can. So support it. That mm-hmm. way we can actually. Uh, I mean, we want we want people to do well, especially if they're. Uh, sorry, audience. I'm trying to. Save this photo so everybody can see what we're looking at so we can post it somewhere. But um, that way, you know, I mean, they still have some value here and there. Mm-hmm. All right. You ready to go on the news? Yeah, we probably should. We floundered our way through. Flounder's the key term again. Yeah, we're just going to... Who's Ariel? <laughs> that's, that's what we're going to switch to. That's our next duo mm-hmm. is Little Mermaid character. Sebastian. Hey, Little Mermaid's my life right now, so I can sing all the songs. Keep trying. If you want to go through everything. It's bad. I'm knowing all this shit. I have no children. Dinglehopper. A fork. Yeah, but what's what's the what's the bird? What's the seagull? What's the scuttles? It is scuttles. Is it scuttles? Mm-hmm. Aquafina's gonna play scuttles in the movie, the live action movie. They're doing. Oh yeah, they are doing a live action mm-hmm. Little Mermaid. That'd be awesome. All right, first up in news, uh, we talked about it last week because I think Digital Foundries has found a FCC filing or something like that. But the Nintendo Switch hardware is getting an update. Yeah, not the bullshit pro that everybody was hoping for. So. This is not a pro model. It's just, uh, you know, it still has comes with the dock, detachable mm-hmm. Joy-Cons. Um, this is coming from The Verge. The new model will include approximately two extra hours of battery life, which is a good deal. Minus Zelda. Yeah, Zelda is the exact barometer I think they use, just yeah. not, not in this article. Uh, so the estimates before were four and a half to nine hours, or I'm sorry, the estimates now are four and a half to nine hours, where previously they were two and a half to six and a half. Yeah. Oh, is that it? Yeah, it looks like it's just new internal, new CPU and storage methods. Yeah, this so. is probably operating more efficiently. That's probably yep. how it is. Easier for it to run. Because a lot of that game, if you look at um, 
like a Zelda, that's they patch those to the overclock, so that's, those those make it a little bit uh, battery hungry. Yeah. So, but it plays better, and I think that's worth the compromise for mm-hmm. most people. Um, so this is exactly like the original model uh, Switch, and this is going to take over shelf life. I saw on Reddit. I wish I could credit who Reddit credit Reddit. I wish I could credit whoever put it on there. Mm-hmm. But uh, it looks like the new box, like it's a new box art. It's got a red cover to it. Did and you if you don't that? follow everybody, he, Richard made credit with two Ds. I did. Yep, that's what he's going on there. I think we'll go with that. Yep. Credit with two Ds. Yeah, so there's a way to differentiate it. At least you're not um, screwing people over by playing the guessing game and looking on the back and and try to figure out which revision, which model number it is. Like, is that the... S- like kind of like how uh, Sony yeah. did with the Pro, where you get the 7,000, 7,100, and 7,200 series to, to distinguish between the Pros. Yeah, because you know? they're not going to slash prices on this new one. It's just going to phase it out as retailers get stock. Which, which is weird, because I mean, Nintendo's pretty good on doing that in their um, handhelds, where they would slash it down on the old ones to fire sell it out. Yeah, but this is a console. This is yeah. not technically a handheld, right? Uh, it's supposed to come out in mid-August. I don't, I don't see that in this article again, but I do remember reading that somewhere. Yeah, but I thought it was Japan. It was the only one that confirmed mid-August. I don't know if they said anything about the States. I picked the worst article. Sorry, Verge. You're usually amazing. Yeah, but... You swung and missed on this one. Yeah, there's not much information out there yet. No. Just increased battery life and still the dock and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it reminded me of, like, the PS2 and, and Xbox era. The GameCube had one revision where they took out the digital video out. But, like, remember, PS2 was constantly fighting piracy, and they would include, like, an IR adapter. There's a PS2 Slim with dial-up connection. Mm-hmm. There's one with Ethernet only. There's a PS2 Slim with an integrated power supply. They went through several revisions to to add and delete features and, and alleviate piracy and such. Mm-hmm. And add, like, I think a PS2 added DVD-RW support. Um you know, we have several Xboxes that we use to play Halo here for LAN parties, and some of them have, like, Philips disk drives, and some of them have Emerson disk drives and Samsung. So you can get different performance based off of the Xboxes, depending on which drive you have. Mm-hmm. That wasn't so much of a revision, because they did have board revisions, like uh, the clock capacitor issue that we keep talking about and not doing. We need to, we need to knock that out. But, uh, like, the latest one, the 1.6 one, the one that doesn't play the small bit games in Progressive Scan... That one doesn't have the leaky capacitor, so you don't have to worry about it. You just... It's fine. It's not going to corrupt and burst. Yeah. You ever think about capacitors on your old stuff? Like, when do we need to start looking at that? I replaced the capacitors on one of my Game Gears. Did you? And they all went bad. They still went bad? Oh, they all... Yeah, they they all eventually go bad at some point. So there's like a little uh, capacitor kit you can order on eBay. I got one. I got one when we were on our Game Gear kit. Mm-hmm. God, we collected the shit out of some Game Gear stuff. But once you change them, it works fine. Yeah. I'm just thinking like, uh, you know, NES and Turbo Graphics that I haven't broke out of the box still. I don't, know, I don't know if it matters anymore since we're getting into um, that market where they're making retro consoles. So It's true. We'll have some way to play stuff. And there's guys on eBay that you can ship stuff to and they specialize in mm-hmm. taking this apart and recapping all that stuff. And they'll put glass screens on your Nomad and Game Gear and all that. It just all depends, because I don't know if I'm at that point yet where I'm just going to deep dive into older games. So, it just all depends on what the future holds. That's enough out there interested to keep me interested now just to keep playing. So You make a good point. It's getting easier and easier to play that old stuff whenever you want to also. Yeah, and then you look at what... You even had that comment from Square Enix where they're going back and they're looking at their back catalog because they want to make that uh, available for their streaming service that they eventually want to do. So, and they know they have strength in their IPs and they just mm-hmm. got to figure out how to to get that stuff and how to give that to the consumer so 
So kind of like, like the Ubisoft catalog streaming thing and all that. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we're getting there. I mean, I think a lot of that stuff is going to work itself out. We'll have some way to play this stuff and. We won't have to worry so much. You make about a good it. point because yeah. with that that new Genesis console that's coming out, it's going to have a lot of hard to find stuff. That I mean, we have hard copies of almost everything, but it's still going to be a super convenient way just to hook it up with USB and HDMI and go to town. Mm-hmm. And same thing with the Turbo Graphics system. I don't have, I have like four Turbo Graphics games, so that'll be a great, great, great system to have. That got a release date? Yeah, we talked about that. That was yeah. uh, one of the Amazon Prime Day special things. In, what was it March of next year I think it's the end of the March, quarter March 20th I think I don't know if there's a real release date I think it's at the end of the quarter I think that's what they just threw it at uh, also announced alongside the Switch is new Joy-Con colors spooky Halloween ones or Waluigi ones depending on which way you look at it yeah you can do that too <laughs> so uh, as Cesar mentioned uh, there's a neon purple neon orange combo mm-hmm. and there's a blue and neon yellow combo combo so we've had the blue and the yellow ones before right um, just not available I kn- together i know the yellow one definitely the blue one that we may have had at some point but it doesn't seem like it's widely available i don't remember seeing anybody with like straight blue joy cons i haven't either now i think about it i think they're out there i just don't think we've seen them i don't know this article's from uh, the verge and they say that one twitter user has pointed out that they have the same color scheme as buck bumble from the n64 you well remember done. Buck Bumble? Yeah. <laughs> that is the exact color scheme. I have those yellow ones. I have a complete set of those. No, I just have the yellow and green. You have the complete set of the mm, yellow ones. Neon yellow? Yeah. yeah. The the orange and the purple don't look that bad. I don't know if I'd want them together. I would probably want two purples or two oranges, though. Was it coming in October? Uh, September? can't remember what it was. Look at this article. It's uh, somewhere October fourth. Yeah. October fourth for eighty bucks. I just it just screams Halloween. You know, some people love Halloween. That's true. And on Halloween, we'll skip ahead in news. They'll also be using those new Joy-Cons to play Luigi's Mansion 3. We got a release date for that. What happened? Was it just like a little Nintendo news briefing they just sent out? It's like all these articles came out of nowhere. I don't know. I think they just updated it. Because remember, they, I think they were when they asked about why they didn't have a hard date for that, they said it was just, um, I guess they we're still waiting on next level to confirm. Yeah, that, like they were gonna get it done. Yeah, we did talk about that because so, they were they yeah. were saying they were giving them until they they, were they ready, wrapped up the yeah. game. So I think they were. I guess they just wanted to see maybe something to do with crunch and stuff like that, where they didn't want them to feel like they were pressured to have to get it in before uh, a certain month. So they're like, yeah, you just come back and give us a date when you think you'll get it done. That's a perfect Halloween game. Uh yeah, it fits very well. Yeah, so we'll have Luigi's Mansion and uh, Medieval is also. Octoberish, I think it's mid-October. And they got a they got a cool um, EV Games exclusive in Australia for that. Oh, I saw yeah. that the glow in the dark steelbook mm-hmm. case. Mm-hmm. I'm not really steelbook collector or whatever. I know you got the Link's Awakening, one, which looks mm-hmm. awesome. I wish we were getting that over here. But that glow in the dark Luigi's Mansion looks really cool. Did you jump on one of those? No, no, no. You gonna hold off? See well, if somebody here announces I, it. I don't think um, they're not very easy to import because I think it's only in New Zealand and. Um, Oh, it's Australia. just it's expensive over there, right? It well, I, you can't. I, if I don't quote me on it, but I don't think I, I can go into the EB Games website in Australia and just order to ship to me. Sometimes they don't ship internationally. I don't okay. think. I gotta, I gotta look into it. I wasn't interested enough to do it. So, I know New Zealand and Australia are tricky, and I know Brazil's tricky. I've gotten some stuff off of eBay before from Brazil, and I think I've won three different auctions, and they cancel it every time. They're yeah. like, uh, we didn't, 
we meant it for it to be open to international, but once we t- once we finally went to go ship it, it was just like they're losing their ass to ship the item. Yeah, that's why um, it's a lot of uh, fees over there in Brazil. I know it's, it's cheaper to buy an Xbox in Brazil than it is to get a Nintendo system or a Sony system because they actually have a manufacturing factory in Brazil for that reason. That's in there? Yeah. that's They were able to cut the cost. I think they get uh, taxed to hell by the government if they don't with uh, tariffs. It, but it's been like that for years. What I had actually ordered is something they still make there is the Sega Master System. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what I had ordered from mm-hmm. there. And they, I guess they priced it out and they were like, dude, I, I can't send it to you. It's, it's gonna, I'm going to lose my ass. Just, yeah. just try to ship it out of here. It probably costs more than the, what you pay for the unit. Oh, big time. Yeah. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 3, October 31st. It's well, a, the it's only a way Wednesday. Be able, the only way they'd be around is if you bought it and then somebody drove it out of Brazil and then shipped it out from somewhere else in South America. But They're not going to go to all that. I mean, there was enough people buying it. For a master system. Do, it. do we set up a third-party master yeah. system export business? Some people do. I think I, I ordered a... I just got a Switch game from Canada. And when I came home, I saw it was shipped from like Niagara Falls, New York. I'm like, what the fuck? Somebody's running shit. it across. Yeah, and I'm like, I looked at it. Oh, it's like game order from Canada. That's weird. It's mm. like some red, some dude's random house in Niagara Falls. I was like, I don't know who this guy is. Why well, I got something in here? And I opened it up. So all that thing ordered from Canada. <laughs> what so, was it? What switch game did you order? Oh, uh, Tokyo School Life. It was a visual novel. They came out with a physical copy of it, and I jumped on it. It was a only small Canada print. got it. NTSC or something. Yeah, it was like Video Games Plus. I think it was a website. It was like exclusive through them. That was the only place. But they, you can buy it and ship internationally. But I, I know when they, they send me the emails like we shipped it and I just it's just a random address in the Niagara Falls I'm like, I didn't get anything from Niagara yeah, Falls they're, they're saving yeah. on shipping so alright so October well, 31st they, is... they had to because it was exclusive to them they didn't charge shipping so I can't complain it was free that works mm-hmm. you got it Luigi's Mansion 3 Wednesday that's a weird launch date Wednesday morning no confirmed it on Wednesday morning mm-hmm. what date is October 31st actually feel like a Friday to me it has to be if it's a Nintendo launch, right? Oh, let's look. Year October 31st. Is it Thursday? All right. Cool. Let's try to get it in before. No, they were in for the Halloween thing. Let's go. Mm-hmm. So I've got... Three months. i got three months to beat yeah. those. And after playing a little bit of that, I'll talk about it in Games Played. I'm excited to see what they do with this one. Um, that article is from Polygon, the Luigi's Mansion 3 stuff. They go on to note that the difference, or the time between the first Luigi's Mansion and Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon was, uh, 12 years, and the difference, or the time that it's been from Dark Moon to this one has been 6 years. It doesn't so, seem like 6 years since Dark Moon came out, dude. Did they address the time skip in the game? Did we, uh, get any continuity continuity errors? With, uh, Gozer and everything? Yeah. Did Luigi, uh, have a family, fathers and children? Do we get backstory on that? It's a Poltergust zero zero, so maybe this is a prequel. Because the first one was a three thousand, I think the second one was a five thousand. He went back in time. He's straight back to the future. Right? This is a prequel we deserve. Oh yeah, finally. He he started out in that fucking uh, hotel and worked his way down to a tiny ass house before getting mansions. Two multiple mansions. Yeah, when I beat the first Luigi's Mansion, my shit was like this little ranch. <laughs> It's like a basic ass house. Is that the worst one you can get? I don't know. I don't remember. I haven't played in a long time. I got a fire. I'm going to go through one and two at some point before yeah. the third one comes out. But it'll probably mm. be closer. One has, one has some bullshit issues at the end. That backtracking sucks. Yeah. But, the, I mean, that was a early. That was a launch GameCube game, so. It's true. They were trying to pad it out. And that was the first game of its time. We played it in one sitting and had a blast. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, I remember, I mean, they went from N64 to GameCube. was completely yeah. 
different jumps. So. Oh, it's a big tech showcase, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you threw this in the news, sir. A class action lawsuit has officially been filed against Nintendo for Switch Joy-Con drifting issues. This news comes from Nintendo Life. Uh, you mentioned your cousin had this had this exact same he went through two drifting of them, issue yeah, until he finally got one that works. And he had to buy some kind of weird uh, enclosure that kind of kept his Joy Cons all together and, and a hard case. And what the fuck? It was weird. It That's worked. Way too so, much. Yeah, it's. I guess it could have been like the way he was transporting. It. He he thought about it because he's a truck driver and kind of get rough throwing stuff in there that maybe it was damaging in that way. He doesn't know. But so I switched my sw- switch my switch. My Switch is now in the Hori, uh, I have like a travel case, it's not mm-hmm. really thick like this, it's just like a case case. Yeah, like a thin one. And I lay it in, that left side is the one that's making contact with anything else. I wonder if I'm going to start having issues. I don't Maybe know. I should put it in something like this. I haven't had anything yet. You could do McLeod and do the armor case. He does use a, a mm-hmm. thick armor case, doesn't he? I've officially, I'm, I think I'm at that point where I officially retired my, my console, I just, I'm leaving it docked. Leaving it docked? I don't no. even have Joy-Cons connected to it, it's just, it's no just No more travel? Yeah. Until the light comes out, I'm officially just going to the light as my carry-on case and just using the other one as my TV one. There you go. Yeah, we played mine last week, didn't we? We played that game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the law office is Chemicals, Chemicals, Schwartz, Kreiner, and Donaldson Smith. Sounds right. <laughs> Sounds like somebody who chase the ambulance and get after you and like, you hit my car. Right. Yeah. The injury lawyers, personal injury lawyers. Please, yeah, please don't be saying, don't send us any angry the, emails. The I know, that, I know, lawyers do some real work out there and some hard work sometimes. So they're not always ambulance changes. Russell got caught up with one of those bullshit ones one time. Oh, something! Oh, I got you. Tap somebody and got caught up in the the strong arm type person. Yeah, like oh my neck, my back, and mm-hmm. it's like oh, help like, me. There's no damage. How did that even happen? He's been out of work for three years. Yeah. Uh, well, it's not. It's common. I mean, it's funny that your brother got caught up until my brother did too. So he did as well. Yeah, that was to the point where I was told not to sign stuff, and I was like, I had nothing to do with it. it <laughs> you like, got you got drug into it. Oh shit! I, they were trying. Damn. Yeah, they're like they're whoever they can get. I was like, what? Like they were trying to take you to medical appointments and stuff to prove. <laughs> yeah, like like I'm not your guy. Yeah, you're you're related, so somebody has to do this. <laughs> they call a hit on you? Yeah, basically. This is like the darkest timeline. With, with legal papers. So the claims from the law offices are uh, related to alleged defects in the Switch controllers. Here's the full update. I'm going to read this so we have an actual definitive mm-hmm. issue. CSKND, why don't I just say that to start with, has filed a class action lawsuit against Nintendo of America Incorporated for claims relating to alleged defects in the Joy-Con controllers that are part of Nintendo Switch gaming consoles. The complaint filed in the U.S. District Court for the Western District of Washington alleges that the joysticks on Joy-Con controllers are defective, leading users to experience drift issues. Specifically, the complaint alleges that the joystick on the, jo- the, joystick on the Joy-Con controllers will automatically register movement when the joystick is not being controlled by the user and interfere with gameplay. The complaint filed on behalf of purchasers of Switches and Joy-Con controllers brings claims under various consumer protection statutes as well as various warranty and common law claims. So they try to make it sound like it's sewn up. Nintendo's shaking in their boots. Nintendo has a beastly legal department. <laughs> they don't lose too many. Well, I think I think the biggest thing is because Nintendo has yet to uh, acknowledge this. It's the biggest thing. That's the only thing I have, I'm looking forward to this. I don't. I mean, I don't want anybody to get sued or anything, but I want them to acknowledge it and fix it. It seems like they're not right fixing it. It seems like they're just thinking this. Like, eh, call us and we'll we'll fix it for you. And long term, that's not what I want. Long term, I want a, like an actual real solution. That way, we don't have the 
a problem like this in the future. What did you say? It was $4 to ship them to them and get them swapped out, mm -hmm. and you're without them all that time? From what I've read, that people are saying they've been honoring the warranty and fixing them, but they've been charging the the people their shipping fees. So I think they've been paying like $4, and some people have done it multiple times for the same Joy-Con set, and it's, it's frustrating. I haven't experienced this. I know it's an issue. I'm not going to say it's, it's not something that mm -hmm. happens, but have you experienced it? I know someone in your household has. Yeah, my, have you seen it my happen? My cousin, and it's happened to my Pro Controller, so. Ugh. That's the worst. Yeah. Are you going to take it apart and try to do the alcohol swab and everything? Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I, I just threw it to the side, and I had, luckily I had another uh, Pro Controller from when I bought that Smash Brothers Ultimate Bundle, so. I oh, yeah, like, it came with one, didn't it? Yeah, I was like, eh, I'll deal with this later. I don't have time for it, so. This user on uh, Nintendo Life has had five Joy-Cons. It's, it's an odd number, literally. Yeah. All of them had the drift. One of the replacements also had the drift. So I think, like you said, it, it'd be best for them to... Maybe this lawsuit doesn't come to anything financially, but it, it makes them acknowledge the issue. And, yeah, and, and do a solution to it. Yeah, an actual solution it instead of... It seems like a majority of the people who play like a, like hundreds of hours into it is experiencing this issue. Just so over time, it just wears down. So. All right, I'm going to play devil's advocate for a minute. Does this not happen with normal controllers? Like, I've... I can't say that I've ever burned up a controller. I'm the guy who still has working launch N64 controllers because I've I never know. burned them up playing Mario Party. A lot of people, I love uh, a lot of people in the Nintendo forums, but like, they're like as much shit as they give Sony and, and Microsoft, and mm. they don't have a fucking drift controller issues. Or, it's true. So mine does on PUBG, but I think that's a. I've tried that with multiple controllers mm. where my thing will just drift on the map, but I think it's, I think it's just a game, at this point. Yeah, I've had it. I've had it do with uh, several different controllers. Like, different generations of Xbox One controllers, too. Corded, wireless. Um, anything else we want to cover on that? No, I mean, I Joy guess we'll, we'll update everybody as it comes through. Because, I mean, this is all really just fresh. We'll see what Nintendo responds to it. If they even respond to it. If even we even see a response to it. Uh, there will be some sort of acknowledgement. Michael is tweeting, live tweeting us during the recording. He misses us. Oh, you sent that picture to everybody. Yes. Um, next up in news, Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz HD is coming to PC and consoles in 2019. The story comes from Polygon. Mm -hmm. We talked about it last week. There was a rumor, you know, it was a filing. I think there was ESRB ratings in, like, Taiwan and Vietnam and stuff. Korea, yeah. Korea. Vietnam. And it turns out that it is indeed Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz HD. Yep. And it will be coming out October 29th, so the same week as Luigi's Mansion. Competition. I, I jumped on the PS4 copy, so we'll see. It's coming to Switch, PS4, Windows, PC, and Xbox One, and Steam in winter 2019. I figured I'll, I'll get some support out there. I won't buy for both, but I'll get one out there so we can get another one. I'm assuming they did uh, Banana Bliss because it's their most recent game, and they probably had the source code readily available. Probably didn't have to do too much reverse engineering. Mm -hmm. They just uh, flipped the Switch on the, on the Wii upscaling. The Wii upscaling engine that's so easy to do. Hmm. Banana Blitz Polygon goes on to note Banana Blitz received mixed to positive reviews at the time. It was developed exclusively for Wii and used the Wii remote's motion controls. Mm -hmm. But the HD remake will offer updated graphics, optimized control schemes for each platform, a brand new minigame deca decathlon mode where you complete a set of 10 minigames in a row and online leaderboards. I think the coolest thing is it will be $39.99. Michael was not down for the 40 bucks. He will wait for that. Yeah. 
Hey, sounds cool. I like some more Super Monkey Ball. I mean, they, they put it out in a good month, and it's not too much coming out in October. Yeah. Yeah. And the September would have been uh, sent to the slaughter. Also, that sets it up to price drop around holidays, because that would yeah. be a fun party game to pick up for, like, new Switch owners, or they're going to sell, they're still going to sell a shit ton of Xbox Ones and PS4s this holiday, so that would be mm-hmm. a cool title to... Oh, when they drop down uh, $100, yeah, they'll, they'll go through them. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, because the sales are going to drop, and I know they're expecting that. At this point, they already they already said that they um, those consoles are fully backwards compatible with the next one. So there's not going to be too many people who are going to be buying day one or buying anything this fall. They'll just probably just wait. Or there's some. Eh, it's always a mixed bag because then you got some people who like they're waiting for all the issues to be worked out and they're jumping now and they're like, eh, I'll buy the PS5 or the next Xbox. A couple yep. years later, they always let it ride out. So. So did this one have did this one have the capability of being a good monkey ball game without the Wii controls? I don't. It's been a long time since I played it, so yeah. I don't know. It'd probably more of a micro. We should question. break it out and try it out just to see what it. It's not worth fighting the controls. Uh, Better off playing one of the GameCube ones. I'm I'm buying it on PS4. I can bring it over. That's fine. That works. No, we would not sit there and, and wrestle with it. You had me a balance board. Yeah, uh, you saw me perk up when you said balance board. It felt like, like yeah, a, it that felt, sounds cool. It felt like a balance board game, and then I looked at it when the year came out. I was like, yeah, no, what the fuck am I talking about? Because oh six is what? Uh, is that the year? No, oh six is launch year. So yeah, that is the launch year. Yeah. Was it a launch title? Could have been. It was in that window, I think. Yeah, we're in the fucking lore. Could have been like November. No, November is when the oh god, out, Super December. Monkey Ball lore. Yeah. Do we have to know what the? Uh, and one's AIAI and one's Baby and what's what? The other one's like Gon, Gon, Gongo, or Gonzo. Do we have to have played all the other ones? Alright, November 19th, 2006. It's a, it's a launch title. It's yeah. a launch title for Nintendo Wii. So no... Uh, that means we played it. Yeah. You just don't remember we it. We played it that That's night. how memorable it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there are 50 minigames in total. That would be fun. Doing the minigame thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, it got middling reviews. The highest review was from IGN, gave it a 8.4 out of 10. Great use of Wiimote, but this is before everybody got burned out on the Waggle stuff, so they were all excited to... Yeah, unless it would a whole two years. Maybe. I think I bought the PS3 that March, I was like, eh, I'm already kind of... <laughs> I was like, it was fun that November, and I was like, yeah, I can hold off on the PS3, and then I bought my PS3 that March or something like that. That's when I got mine. I got mine right after you and I played through uh, Resistance. Uh, cell shaded graphics. I think it's going to be a pretty cool game. It's worth a shot. Anything else on the Super Monkey Ball lore we want to catch up on? Nah. You know, it's it's deep and they got weird in the <laughs> middle with, with Traveler's Tales. So, when they did Adventure. Is the Adventure one that bad? I'd never played it. I just... Well, remember what I said? Let's get it. It was that weird um that weird era in PS2 and GameCube where they were just trying to do different things with existing IPs. and. Oh, yeah. Uh, Virtual Fighter got a... Didn't Virtual Fighter get a like a 3D platformer, action platformer? I guess some sorts. weird action RPG thing where they threw in some random kid. Virtual Quest. Yeah. yeah. I have it on GameCube and PS2, I think. There was some weird shit. All right, Super Yeah, Monkey remember, they, get this, they just got weird with some IPs, so... They were like, no, oh, let's, let's, let's go out there and do shit, and... Instead of doing some original stuff, you know. If Adventure came out on PSP, I didn't know that. Yeah. What yeah. do you have it on, do you know? Um, PS2, I believe. Yeah, the PS2 copy. It looks like... Nope, GameCube as well. No, it was PS2, GameCube. GameCube, yeah. PS2, and PSP. I don't oh. think it was on Xbox. I could be wrong, but... Escape from Monkey Island and Monkey Ball Adventure. Those that are not related. the greatest one. How much is it? You should bid on it. Oh, they look like shit, though. Monkey Ball doesn't have the book, and yeah, Monkey Island has the fucking blockbuster But nobody can ever claim that you've, um... 
not purchase that <laughs> that, that grand monkey bundle. <laughs> the grand monkey bundle. Can I send them that? Does it say best offer? No, it's not a best offer. <laughs> I would like to pay four dollars for your grand. I would monkey like to bundle. counter, sir. There was not an option here. <laughs> I would like to counter your offer. How much for that grand monkey bundle you have looks available? Like a, looks like a tiny mouse went with tire tracks on your monkey island one. So, <laughs> holy shit! Oh, this is good stuff. All right, sir. Let's go on to the last bit of news. Um, Google Stadia. There was an Ask Me Anything on Reddit. Did I say that right? Is, it, is that what AMA is? AMA. Yep, you got it. All right. Uh, there was a lot of shit on there. It was... Let me see who this is exactly. His name is Andrei Doronichev. And he was the direct... He is the director of product for Stadia. Damn, you already fired this man. Here at Google. I know, right? <laughs> He's like, he was... People get roasted on this stuff. This is how you get destroyed. It is fucking uh, the internet. It's, it's nonstop. Anything that gets announced is always somebody in there just going straight diarrhea on whatever somebody else likes. <laughs> it's like it's not. It's, it's For every person who's excited about something, there's the same amount of people who are disinterested in, and they have to let everybody know who's excited. Like, I don't. I don't get it. You got to learn to take a break from it because I, I can hear it affecting you yeah. sometimes. I just I just look at it and just shake my head. It's I hear it creeping into you because you'll be like, oh, no, I don't play anything on that yeah. console. And I'm like, oh, we don't we do not do any fanboy stuff. You play everything on every console. We don't take, we're not playing our flags in the sand here. No, I play my flag. You have no flags, sir. I, we play everything. I play it in my uh, virtual world in my head that uh, I don't play the Xbox at all as I fire up the Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's just a running game. Yeah, I don't we, play that console. Yeah, Let's that, play Halo 4. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm on. I'm already on. <laughs> I'm on there playing Infinite Discovery. Like, yeah, let's go. Says yeah. our conception. But no, for real, f- fuck Xbox. Last scene four minutes ago. Yeah. Home. I'm up. I'm here. I'm there in a tech uh, in a text message where you tell You're me how, tall. how much uh, Xbox sucks when I'm on there <laughs> playing uh, Tomb Raider anniversary on there. <laughs> you're just you're just talk. Our listeners know that. Michael, uh, that's one thing Michael pointed out when he first met us and started chatting with us and stuff. He's like, you're you're not like other people with the platform fanboy wars and all that kind of stuff. This shit gets old. I mean, most people would tend to do that, just have that one set console. Yeah. And I don't know. I never felt like... I had a 64 and never shit on PlayStation. Like, And whenever I had access to a PlayStation, it was mm-hmm. like I had this whole other window. My cousin had a, a baseball game that we couldn't get. I guess it was... I guess it was MLB, the was Sony it? one, the 989 one. Was it All-Star Baseball 99? All-Star Baseball was on all of them. What was the joke? Yeah, I'm just fucking around. I know it was on all of them. <laughs> It wasn't that one. What was the exclusive one with Mike Piazza? That was the 64 one, right? Mike Piazza was 64, so was we had Zone that one. or something like that. What was it called? Mike Piazza Strike Zone. Strike Zone. That's yeah. a badass game. I love that game. I would take a roster update for Mike Piazza any day. <laughs> you got to play that on stream one day. That's a lot of fun. Uh, but he had Siphon Filter. Like, I couldn't get Siphon Filter on 64. And it, it never dawned on me, like, I should chill on this. Or Tekken. We played Tekken like crazy on PlayStation. Uh, it's just people that don't have access to it. I guess. Yeah, it was, it was Fun when it was in high school because everybody just fucked around and just laughed about it. Now just people are taking it to a whole other level now. So. The internet warriors. Yeah. That's what's worse. Hey, you got to back away from it. All right. We're going back to the Google Stadia thing and the guy that got roasted. Look at him. It's like the roast me thing even. As he's got I don't his, understand Have you that. seen those? I've seen that. Roast me, please. I'm, I don't get I don't, that either. I don't even read it. I just look at this like, you poor soul, and I just <laughs> keep going. I was like... Why would you bring this on yourself? It's gonna happen anyways. Why would you? It, why would you choose this it, for your path? It reminds me of that episode, and I, and I, I know you haven't watched a lot of American Dad, but um, there's one on there where uh, Roger decided that he wanted to do a roast for his uh, birthday, 
And they're like, do you even know what a roast is, Roger? And he's like, yeah, 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 I think it'd be great. And they sat up there and they talked shit for him about the whole night. And he had glasses on. He was laughing about it. And he took the glasses off. It's actually him crying. He's like, why would you say all those mean things to me? He's like, that's what you wanted was a roast. You guys are horrible. What do you think it was? Like, I, he never he never said he just after that he just spent the whole episode trying to get his revenge on them. And they had they, they had <laughs> That's a, good. they had escaped to a space station like aliens. And then Stan got in this whole thing where he had to change his panties and run around like uh Signori Weaver did in that movie where yes. she, He's like, Oh, I gotta get a first pair of panties on the trip back home and he goes back in the laundry room. She was scantily clad at the yeah. ending for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> They've made that joke obvious throughout that whole episode, like the director's cut was on TV today, and I actually left it going when I went to the grocery store. Yeah. Then this is called me. She was like, why did you leave Alien on TV? I woke up and the thing was kind of, or I looked up from the computer and the thing was coming out of his chest. <laughs> the chest burster. I remember that, and what was it, the the worm and the tequila? Yeah. That was always another vivid scene for me. I remember as a child, for some reason. Because it was weird, because the worm was still alive, right? I think. It was swarming around in there. I got on a thread at some point about perfect movies. It might have been on Twitter. People were tweeting like they're perfect mm. movies. I thought about jumping in on that. Alien's one of those for me. Mm-hmm. It's perfection. Terminator 2 was a good one for me, too. I just got that on 4K. I meant to send it to you, but I, you get the same alerts I do. Did like, you jump was, on it? like 7 bucks, it 6 bucks. 6 bucks when yeah. I got it. Yeah. It's not a... I, Terminator 1's it's, perfect. I didn't jump on that one because the reviews on that was 100% shit. So. On the transfer or something? I don't have much hope. Cause I, well, it comes with the digital, and hopefully they update the digital one. The digital almost seems to be like the one that's guaranteed to get patches, and it'll get the 8K transfer. The rights is reverting back to James Cameron after this year. I think that's why he's on the new one. Uh, they just went ahead and skipped ahead. Yeah, he said and he's disregarding like all the ones that have come between it. Yeah, they even got... Um, Eddie, for, was it Furlong from the second one? They played uh, John Connor? The kid. Yeah, yeah, he's playing John Connor in the new one also. They... Destroy going to the really continuality, yeah. It's like they just kind of bypass everything. Everybody's kind of coming back for it. So I'm very interested in Dark Fate now. I've what I've seen in Comic Con where some people said some of the scenes they saw in there, it it looks a lot better than they thought it was because I think Terminator's been done so many times that burned a lot of bridges and a lot of people are like very skeptical for a lot of the right reasons. So so it's just one, two, and go into this one because yeah. I've never I've never seen any of the this like, is the, the bastard ones. Yeah, one and one and two, and this one's the only ones that James Cameron had his hand in. I think he came up with the the premise story for it. So janky shit. Uh, on a tech side note, on iOS thirteen, do you get prompted for every application to allow Bluetooth access? Yes, I get that on every fucking thing. That and uh, I get certain applications like you've been traveling all over the world. Here's a little map, and you've been using this app. What was that that you showed me? Like it was AMC every, or something? Was yeah, it's every fucking app I have. It, it just randomly pops up. I'm like, you've been all over this place. Is this right in this app? And I'm like, just fucking open the app. I'm like, like I just want to go to Kroger. I just yeah, I just, just want to download my digital coupons. I don't want to know about me going to Florida, the Arkansas. It's like it just threw up red flags. Like whoa, whoa, buddy, you just did you leave your phone on the plane or something like that you just not you didn't were aware of it I'm you've, like, been, you've been everywhere all over the southeast United it's like there's blue lines all over the place I'm like, i didn't even open the kroger app or whatever app it was that many times it's like how do you even fucking care or know why do we settle i'm on, not going to why every do we settle on kroger do you I, have the kroger app no but i it's not like i go in every city i have the amc one it's not like i go in every city like let me open up the amc app and see what they're playing and I'm like i've never seen amc before i'm like an amc at crack addict over here <laughs> you have to go Pee on every door. Yeah, like, oh, it's AMC. I gotta be in there. I gotta sit in the seat. It's a new AMC for me to be in. Yeah, use your pass. Yeah, I got the free pass. I got three movies a week. I gotta fucking do use it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh my God, are we ever gonna get back to the stadia thing? 
That no, was, I'm sorry. Yeah. That was the tangent of the year. Michael should be proud he wasn't here for that one. He would have been shaking his head in disapproval. Get back on topic. They would have been carry on. I'm gonna and back to the AMA. Michael, yep. that was that was uh, that tangent was brought to you by Michael McClown and Stadia. And Stadia. <laughs> All right. So they basically summarized. There was a long AMA. They mm. summarized the Stadia thing in this in these key points. Uh, this is quoting from the Stadia official thing. To be clear, Stadia Pro is not Netflix for games. I think this is the most important part you were talking about in pre-production. I think that's a narrative that everybody keeps putting out there. So Because that's what we thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Like some people have mentioned, a closer comparison would be like Xbox Live Gold or PlayStation mm-hmm. Plus. The Pro subscribers get 4K HDR streaming, 5.1 sound, exclusive discount. I was getting 5.1 sound on original Xbox. Exclusive discounts and access to some free, some free games. Roughly one free game per month, give or take, starting right. with Destiny 2. Yay. Free to play. All right. Right. Everything is going to be free on everything. Uh, Oh, yes. Achievements. As a lifelong gamer and a pathological overachiever, I love achievements, of course. We'll have something similar to other platforms. However, Mm -hmm. not be there immediately at launch. We'll come a little bit later. You'll see the UI in November once we launch. For now, you'll have to trust me. It's looking good. We have a great UX team, and we're putting a lot of love into it. Google does a great job on UI. So, I mean, we just get confirmation that it's like they've been saying in the beginning that they're, this is just a platform that you just don't have to buy a box for. Yeah. So, that's all it is. So they're removing the, they're making it easier to access these games. That's all it is. But essentially what he's saying is a platform. Yeah. There will be there will be perks like PlayStation Plus where they give you a free game every month. Um, but you still have to piecemeal purchase your games. And this is not what we thought when they announced it. Right. I think the only one that would be the Netflix for games for their service would be what the you play. That's it. Yeah, which would be a separate charge. It's just on, it's kind of like doing EA access on Xbox. Yeah. You're just paying a monthly fee on, on that PlayStation. Service. On PlayStation now as well, just without some of those backwards compatible like, games. How many days for it? Like six more days or something? I think it's out now. I think it already launched. Okay. Uh, they make two more points on this. Um, no free games on Stadia Base, which is their entry subscription. Mm-hmm. But Stadia Base gives you free access to the state of the art gaming hardware in our data center. You spend your money to buy games you want. So that doesn't do anything for you. It just Gives you the platform, I guess. Yeah, uh, we'll get all the basic. We'll get all the basic fun functionality at launch. Play games across screens. No waiting for downloads or patches. Social store, etc. Of course, it's not going to be every feature we announced at our vision announcement at day one, but that's the beauty of a cloud platform. Will be consistently, constantly improving. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And then the last point they made is hot dog is definitely not a sandwich. It's so much more. And I ask cool. you, is breakfast cereal a soup? And there we have it. The hard-hitting questions we need answers to, to. That's what they had to go with. Um, the initial Stadia announcement, and I, I'm, I'm curious about your pre-order status, but the initial Stadia announcement was an exciting proposition to me of having this platform and having access to all these games and being able to play them on anything that had Chrome on it, like mm-hmm. I tested Assassin's Creed with. But since then, they've just drilled themselves like down into this narrow hole of basically early access slash uh, training wheels slash early adopter. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, you can only play it with the, the Chromecast Ultra right now. You can only use their controller right now. Whereas when they first announced it, I feel like they've, they've just gone back on a bunch of the stuff they said about that. They, well, a lot of it was like uh, aspects of it. And I, I think what they didn't clear up is that they, um, they, they were like, you buy into early access is basically what you're doing. I mean, this, well, let's be honest. That thing's not going to launch until next year. It's basically what we're getting down to. Yeah. So I mean, you're just you're basically buying now to be a beta beta tester. So. Be- because I guess you want the benefits of not having the patches or the downloads. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to fire it up and go. 
Are you keeping your Stadia controller and Chromecast Ultra pre-order? I never pre-ordered it. You never did it? Yeah, remember because I have a data cap, so it was no use to me. Oh, yeah, so, we, we read yeah. that article one time where we did the math, and you'd be hitting it after like three weeks mm-hmm. or something if you play for an hour a day or less. And then, I mean, there was not even a point where I'm like, I mean, I, I, everything that's coming out, I have a, a way of playing those games. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's going to be the best way or the best-looking way of playing it. I can still play them. And because it, 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 one, there's not too many exclusives. It didn't seem like a lot of the exclusives they got on there is going to launch day one. It's just a lot of the older stuff. So yeah, it seems like this is going to be more for people who are on the fence about uh, buying consoles to begin with, or I, they just didn't have time to. I mean, even then, it's, you know, it, it's mostly going to be people who buy consoles because you're playing on the Chromecast. It's not off the phone yet, so no. I see a lot of people jumping on the phone when, for a lot of people who don't have that type of time or. They may have the money and the best in consoles, but you know, just because of their everyday life, they're like, I'm not going to spend three hundred dollars to play something I can, I'm only going to put in a couple hours a week. Yeah. So, I mean, I, it's going to. I think it'll do well for a certain group of people. It's as long as they have their expectations in check. The thing with Google is they're not very well known to <laughs> to keep the track to keep the path. A lot of times they're very quick to like, yeah, this never worked out, and we don't have time for this. You know, and they they throw it out there, even though they say it's going to be different this time, but. We'll see. One of the comments on a thread uh, linked killedbygoogle.com, and it's all the different things that mm-hmm. they've uh, that they've phased out. Google Hangouts. Yeah. Google Hangouts is six years old. I mean, these are legit concerns that you got to put out there. You're, you're spending mm-hmm. money on this thing, and I want well, know Google. If you bought that stuff, they probably still give you access to it afterwards. YouTube Gaming. Them. I forgot YouTube Gaming got but. killed. Google Plus, yeah. the social network. Allo, we use Allo at one point. We didn't use Allo. Yeah. I mean, there's something in there we all use that they got rid of at some point, so. Oh, they killed the URL shortener. Yeah. Hmm. Why? Tiny URL killed them out or something? Chromecast Audio. Remember, that was out for, what, a year? It was like a streaming service, right? It was just uh, like a Chromecast just for audio that you can bring out to different devices. Speakers and, and stuff. In there. Yeah. That was the whole point was um, like playing Spotify and different devices. Google News and Weather was an aggregator that got killed. God, mm-hmm. there's a lot of this shit. Yeah. Oh my god, you can scroll for days. Yeah. They're known for that. <laughs> there's little tombstones next to each thing. Mm-hmm. Google Talk. Google SMS. Wow. Alright, my Stadia. Uh, so you, you can see why you can see, Yeah, you can see why people are apprehensive on it. it it's for a select group of people. I don't know if we're there yet. Uh, we can talk about this when they actually have like their first party sales are coming through and they're making games and it's like, oh yeah, I want to play that. And then they get a good amount of them out there. Then, then we'll talk. You know. On that note, I remember this last show. Or I guess it was their E3 presentation. They showed like one exclusive game mm-hmm. that you said you were interested in. Yeah. I believe that developers come out and said since that it's they're looking to put it on other platforms as well. So that it's losing that exclusive that you were looking at. Cool. I might maybe just comes on there first and maybe they'll called- order there. Oh, Graft or Straft or something. I can't like remember that. what it was, but it would. It, I was definitely interested in it. It looks good. It's like a horror platformer mm-hmm. type vibe. Yep, that is a uh, Google Stadia. So we'll see how that kind of develops. I, we know where Microsoft stands. Mm-hmm. We know we know what their current plan is. I'm super interested in what Sony has up their sleeve because they've been so quiet I, for so long. I'm glad that Phil Spencer kind of cleared up on there. I know he when he was on Giant Bomb on that couch, he, he did. Um, he did clarify because he was like, and he was nice. He finally gave, you know, a lot of people don't give Sony credit for shit. Because mm-hmm. remember, he's like, he's like, I want to tread on it carefully because, you know, Sony's been doing remote play for years. Yeah. But it's kind of like, it seems like it's their their version of remote play, yeah. but more robust, more reliable. 
because we we've all played remote play before and it works great when it works and but it's it's shit when it doesn't so it's like it's 50 50 sometimes with that sony service there's no but, gray area with remote play it yeah. seems like it's either flawless and you're playing like you're yep. sitting there or it's so choppy that you yeah you or can't do anything you, with you it. can never get in there. You get in there once and it kicks you out and you can never get back in there. And you're like, oh, I don't understand. It's the same connection. I just got in there. What are you wanting <laughs> about? So it's like... <laughs> no variables have changed. Yeah, I don't you get, get the, it. You get the little flashing PS4 uh, mm-hmm. system icon in the top it's corner. It's not perfect. It works sometimes and sometimes it doesn't. So, I mean, it sounds like what he said on there was like their take of that and expanding upon it. And it would eventually evolve into using... Uh, other Xboxes and all that to stabilize that service for other people as they're out and about. Yeah. You can. So, I mean, it's ambitious. It, it doesn't seem like it's not the streaming thing we thought it was going to be Stadia-based. They said eventually they'll go to that at some point, but not any time in the future. We were just talking about streaming. This is kind of hot news that Uplay service that you were talking about, Uplay Plus. Oh, yeah, the free for 30, like 30? No, oh, almost 30 days. Yeah, it's free from September 3rd through 30th on yeah. PC. I read PCDD as PC deal of the day instead of digital down every time. So if you subscribe to that Uplay Plus uh, subscription service, you get a free trial from uh, September 3rd through 30th. It's normally 15 a month, I think. Mm -hmm. It'd be a good time for people to try Division and whatever else they want to do. Is the new Ghost Recon launching in that, or is that October? I... I, that comes on October. I don't. I don't know if they ever clarified if those new games will be there at launch, but they will be on that service. Yes, they. Yeah. It's at they're going to have. Yep. Okay. It's just like Microsoft does with their services. I think Sony's going to do that with whatever they announce, which I'll be super excited by. Yeah, so I mean, I think Sony's smart. They learned their lesson from this generation because that's the one thing they they notice a lot. They were quick to announce stuff, and then you yeah. always have people giving them shit when they weren't coming out. I mean, look at Shenmue Three. Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy 7 a lot of that stuff wasn't their fault but you know a lot of that <laughs> stuff they got a uh, contrast locked up to get on their console first so these games that Adam Boys helped announce and mm-hmm. now he's been at Iron Galaxy for like six years or mm-hmm. something <laughs> so I think at this point they're like uh, it's weird so I haven't seen Sony like this they, they play more uh, close to the chest kind of like Nintendo yes. has been doing for I'm years I'm digging that yeah. I like that so uh, you see Microsoft's moving that direction too because after the whole crackdown 3 fiasco about that Announcing it too early because like we got to get something out there and say we're still making games, you know. And yeah. So now I mean that, that and they didn't really have that first party studios now that they got now because they closed down a lot and then replaced those that they closed down or sold off or spent off or. Exciting times for everybody. That mm-hmm. they're really the only unknown is is literally Google to see what that Stadia platform ends up being. Yeah, no one time will tell. I'm excited. I'm excited for PlayStation to pull back the curtain on their on their plans so we have a a firm grasp of what they're doing yeah i mean because they got playstation now and they got it on pc but it doesn't do all their latest hits so i imagine whatever service you're going to get come out there it's probably going to be like you said it's going to be first party day one yeah um i don't know how, how much more we get third party because a lot of it seems like a lot of those third party ones are probably i see a lot of third party like square enix doing day one on their own streaming service and then eventually after a couple months they'll put on the sony or microsoft service yeah probably exclusive to them for the first you know three or four months so that'll be the new exclusivity Mm -hmm. race and dlc and things like that'll be whatever the streaming partner is yeah and then yeah you get the streaming you get the expansion pack first on the uplay or whatever that publisher service first and yeah you have to purchase it on the other one or eventually it'll come on there this all depends so we'll see this is the this is going to be a weird generation because a lot of that stuff's going to be weird and they're going to work it out and they're going to yeah. figure it out. We'll probably, they'll probably figure it out by the end of it. So just like the first 3D generation, just mm-hmm. like the first online and HD generation, and they'll get there. Yeah, 
Ready to go into games played, sir? We should. How much time we got on there? We are there. 56 minutes. Uh, We're carrying a good show. I don't have a shit ton of games played, so it's been a lot of time traveling. You may jump into mine. That arc can go ahead and knock mine out and finish yours for short and sweet. <laughs> oh, yeah, you still have your Marvel Minute. Do, 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 News ticker, Marvel Minute. <laughs> Get us started, sir. You can do Marvel, and we'll segue with the game of the year potential. <laughs> I love that fucking game. I'm thinking about playing oh, it now, I guess. Yeah. So, um... All right, I'll end it up with Marvel Minute at the end. So, I mean, you know, no, we started out. So, I'm not going to get much on Trails of Cold Steel 2, uh, Final Fantasy 14, and on those two because I've just been kind of just plugging away on there and nothing much mm -hmm. has really changed outside of that. I'll, I'll update them as I get more and more and closer in the story and anything that updates. Those are your games as a service. Basically. Except at some point they will stop and I won't go back to them. I but, think I saw... Trails of Cold Steel 3 was delayed again, like another week or something? Yeah, October. Did you see that? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think Jimasa put it out there, and then people immediately argued that Sony was censoring the game more, and then I stopped reading. I was like... <laughs> why, do you do this? See, why do you do this to yourself? Because <laughs> it's funny to me, because I knew what was going to happen, and it happens. And I'm like, this is funny to me. But it, stuff like that makes me laugh, and I just enjoy it. Trails of whining tears. Because I always look at it's like, what's, what are people going to complain about today? It's like, it's the only thing, so it's going to be censorship. And if it's a Microsoft thing, it's going to be this. It's always the same thing. It never changes. It's like people sit there and they have no job at home. And they're like, ah, finally. <laughs> something for me to do. The door's open. Yeah, yes. I'm running through this. I've been waiting Follow to do something me. all day, yeah. <laughs> Let's roll up the crowds. All right. Unleash. Um, outside of that, I did put in a lot of time in Only Mission Warlords. I forgot how good that game is. Yeah, um, you digging it? Yeah, I mean, uh... I, a lot of those games in the PS2 were always seem very uh, overwhelming for me. The survival aspect where you, they throw you down and like survive these waves of demons, and then you still have to go through and puzzle solve. And because it's like uh, how I always feel apprehensive about doing open world games, where I'm like, am I doing this right? There's yeah. that same aspect in those type of games where like you have to follow a certain map. Or I'm the same way where I start feeling like I'm playing it wrong. Exactly. Yeah. Like I'm like, oh, I could have went this way. Did I miss something? Do I need to go back? It's like, or you know, I went back. It's a fucking power jewel. Like there was one point where I had to save a character and they're knocked out and they and I see the box and the box is right there and it's like, cool, I'll help the character and then I'll go get the item and and, and we're good. Yeah. I get to the character and then they transport me to the bottom of the. You uh, missed the item. The, the, the level automatically because to continue the story, so I had to go all the way back to the top of the roof to get it again. It was just like a fucking. Um, ammo for a gun that I don't have yet. I'm like, great. I did all that. I had to run through all the fucking zombies. All, that uh, all the demons, the Onis, excuse me. This is not a Resident Evil game, or it would have been. Eh, it kind of is but, a Resident um, Evil game. It's one of their experimental Resident Evil games. But um, it's it's good. I mean, I got to the point where now, and th there's certain points in the game where uh, Sasuke, uh, I forgot the name of the ninja girl, and I'm sure Michael knows her, but um, you swap at certain points and they meet up, and there's uh, they'll swap gameplays. So we're, uh, like, there's one where I got Sasuke where he got trapped in the water room and I had to solve the puzzle to get him out there. But this one, he, he gets... Is that what I saw on Twitter? Yeah, I posted that. Almost like the Bioshock uh, hacking Fuck, thing? I almost lost. It was like, you saw how close it was to me? Yeah. Fuck, I, I fucking pulled it off at the very end. I'm like, holy shit. Skin <laughs> I, of your teeth. Yeah, he was, he was about to fucking drown. I was like, fuck, I fucked this up. I hate those kind of puzzles. I, I got it, though. Um, and so there's a point where uh, Sasuke didn't... He, he's trapped... Uh, in the demon world and you got to go down there and save him with your secondary character and it's like you get the red key and you go to the other part of the castle that you didn't get to explore it was very Resident Evil-esque where you always swap characters and you're like okay I explore this other part of the house that I didn't get to see that I right. always kept coming to like there's a red X on the door I can't get to it you know and it's part of the story and you had to go through it um, at, at one point I went into the hallway where I got into a, uh, a battle with uh, 
two demon samurai and they happen to hit me perfectly where one will combo me into the other one which will combo me into the other one which I had this much life left and I'm just run, trying to run through and survive and I died and I was like fuck this game so because uh, <laughs> I couldn't get anything to get my health back up and I haven't played it since are you so. done with it is that it no that's I'm, I'm going to beat it because I, I legit think put like three hours into it I'm already halfway through the game I'm almost done oh it's short yeah. it's not a long game once it gets going the pacing is very well done I, was, I think that was my bread and butter I, I enjoyed Resident Evil I actually beat one I beat two I beat three didn't beat four people give me shit on that we, should play, we should play through four we should all be playing it but I think when it got to that uh, generation on the GameCube and up yeah I mean there's that beginning part on PS2 because I I didn't really get that far in Devil May Cry but I I beat the hell out of Donner Crisis I beat the hell in Onimusha. I beat Onimusha 1 and 2 and when they went to 3 with the, the weird thing where they're going back in time in Paris and Japan I'm like what the fuck am I playing I stopped playing <laughs> after the first hour and I'm like eh I lost interest so but um it seems like my last horror game in that generation from the PS2 GameCube and Xbox was Onimusha 2 and I, and I got that feeling again when I was going through it again it's like yeah I really like this series it's great yeah. I really hope they do an HD remake of two and two was a weird one too because like they, they gave you different character it was a different one in different time period and it was completely different and when i started fired up i was like i don't know if i like this you're more of a village versus the the castle and but it grew on me and i liked it a lot it was probably my favorite one so but yeah needless to say I, i'll plug it away i'll finish it up and that's where i'm at right now on that um you're playing that on ps4 also yeah everything i everything i play on on, on ps4 because you know huh? Fuck Xbox. I don't play any of the other consoles. Yeah, fuck Xboxes. I fired them and play Halo 4. Yeah, when are we playing Halo 4 again? Yeah, yeah, just let me know when you're playing Halo 4 again. I'm like, fuck this console. We need to continue that story. <laughs> I want to play it so bad. So, outside of that, um, I've been tossing around. I, I fell off my Xenoblade Chronicles 2 uh, playthrough for Who whatever doesn't? reason. I'm chapter, Everyone does. Chapter 5. And I want to play more, but it's like I'm going to have to go through it again. And it feels like I'm missing something on the first one. And I know I'm not. Because I, I got to the point where I can recruit the characters from the first game and the second one. And it's like they got this weird parallel universe. Like you're, It's weird because you get into this point in the game where they put you in the center world in the second game. Where your characters from two interacts and meet characters were one. Okay. And it's like, they're like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And then like there's certain people that were, when I played one were supposedly dead that they're alive in this one. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go back and, and play one again. So that Fiona. Is it Fiona? Yeah, it is definitely Fiona. <laughs> but, um... I was like, fuck out. Spoilers for the first 20 minutes of Xenoblade Chronicles. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, guys. There's no way I can retroactively tell it's you to five, replace it. It's five minutes into Xenoblade. It's legit literally. the first major battle inside the town. Yep. But um, as uh, Richard's brought up before, the, the 3DS one does look like Bullhole, and I think I put, <laughs> I think I put 20 <laughs> hours into it. And I'm like, I... Ooh. I just at this point I'm done playing stuff on small screens unless I really have to. <laughs> so I, I ended up just buying it on the um, the virtual console on the Wii U. How much is a digital? Twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. Yeah, that's killer. Yeah, and it looks pretty good. So yeah. it was it looks good enough for me to even play it on the small screen in bed. So did you buy it from? You had to buy it from the Wii U store. Mm-hmm. So it's on the Wii U store, but it launches in the Wii. So this well this one I is can't better. Remember how that works? So it, if you were to ask me like all right. Like, Cesar, why would I need to buy this version versus playing the Wii one? You know, just popping the Wii one in there and going backwards compatibility. Yeah. This one is uh, a ROM hack. I'm going to call it a fucking ROM hack because it is a ROM hack. So it's it's a Wii game that's been hacked to play in the Wii U. Okay. So you don't have to go into the Wii channel and launch it for the Wii channel. It's one, worth it just for that. Because the problem is when you launch in the Wii channel, you're stuck on the Wiimote. Yes. When you launch it in this version, it's it's they tailor it to the gamepad. 
So you can actually play it through the gamepad. You don't have to get a Wii oh. So you can play it like the gamepad as a, re a regular controller. That was enough for me to like, I don't, really I like don't want to do 20 hours. I don't really like the gamepad either. So, well, I mean, you can do the classic controller or whatever you want to do on there. So, really? Yeah. Does the Wii U Pro Controller work? Yeah, yeah. Wii U. It, it goes based off the Wii U. That might be the best way to play that. Yeah. Huh. It, it totally bypasses you how to use a Wiimote. If you so it is, a, it is a Wii U game. Yeah, through and through. It you get it. You get this weird screen where it launches in Wii U, and then you see the Wii menu handoff from there, and then it launches the game. But it, it is tailored, and, and it goes through the Wii U and the huh. control scheme. It bypasses the old the old control scheme. It's with the truly a ROM hack. Yes. Does Metroid Prime Trilogy work that way? I, or I does it make you use the? I mean, you, they say you want to use the Wii remote yeah. stuff on that. I don't right? know. I'll try when I get home tonight. I, I didn't think about that. I have it already on there. Dude, I'm so close to hooking my Wii U back up. I, but I'm like you because I, I look at it and I have it downloaded in there and it's like I could fire this up. I have Mario Galaxy also on there. Um, How much is that digital? I wouldn't mind like, having a copy I think of that. Bought it when it was on sale for like tens, twenty, I think normally. Everything on there is normally twenty. Yeah. So because I'm at that point now, I'm, I'm looking at the stuff that I really want on there digitally, and I'm like, eh, I don't want to spend any more money on this console, but I'll pick up some of these RPGs because I know there'll be a. I mean, what fuck Xenoblade on Wii's what sixty dollars still? Yeah. Metroid Prime is forty or fifty. Yeah. So twenty dollars is still still. I was that's why I was like, fuck it, twenty, I'll buy it used, whatever. I mean, digital. Because it's just a digital backup yeah. for the physical copy you have. So yeah, because I already have it. I mean, I have one. I have a digital one, 3ds, and I have a physical one, 3ds. I think I spent my money on Xenoblade Chronicles as it is. So <laughs> they got their money out. Yeah. Of you. So I only put like ten minutes. I got to the first part where you get the battle, and then goes to the year later. Dunbar, <laughs> that guy that has the fucking Vega claws. Dunbar fucks you over. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, with yeah. the crazy eyes. Yeah. He's got like one piece eyes. He's That's like, what I see. Go luck. Thanks for letting me get a wine. <laughs> you know, like a fucking dick. So. Oh that my god, good. we fought so hard to get those three games over yeah. here. I'm gonna fucking uh, beat this game. I'm like, I'm, I'm. You know what? I'm gonna go through the lore that doesn't exist and go through all Xenoblades in the correct order. So. It's good. So, what I want to play is they're good. so expansive. But I think I I feel that. Since I played Final Fantasy fourteen and I'm still playing it, that I kind of got like the hang of this MMO type battle systems. I think I, I can get through it now. Does that want to bring you to twelve? I'm itching to play twelve, so I, I can't stand. I it. love twelve. I went through twelve when it came out on PS4. You got a long ways into the PS4. I'm at the very end. Yeah, I'm at the very end. I don't know what happened when I stopped playing. Something came out Something and I took that out. disc out, and but I'm, I'm at the very fucking end of the game. Finish I, that shit. Because remember, I think we talked about that, where I was like, I was so hard on 12 when it came out, and when I played 13, and how that they never had a central character, and they kind of evolved between most of these characters. Lightning was, but you still kind of bounced around with different characters, mm -hmm. and they followed that linear path. And I was like, man, we gave 13 such shit. Like, 12 is like almost the same fucking thing. It's oh like, you don't, you don't follow Van throughout the whole thing, or uh, the Princess Ash. It's like, it right. kind of, you can change any main character, and the story kind of follows this group of people. The, pa the party. It's about the party and the encounters. And Which all at that. the time was weird for a Final Fantasy game because you're always right. were used to one protagonist. And, and their marketing centered Van or yeah. Vaughn, whatever he yeah. is, around. They made him the key protagonist, right. and he's just not that interesting. He's, he's not. I mean, he gets better as the game gets on, but it's still not a, It's not his story. So yeah. it's like, and I'm used to when I was on 10, that his story, you know, yeah. Titus, and that was his story. Nine, the, yeah. eight, uh, Zidane, seven. Yeah, Squall. Six was about the party, more or less. Uh, I don't know. Terra was pretty memorable. Yeah. I don't remember anybody outside of that two, outside of Shadow. Don't yeah, leave Shadow on the fucking island. <laughs> you're getting Terra <laughs> through there. Because outside of that, I mean, five was more of a whole party thing because you had Butts, but you had Tella. I remember Tella the Mage, and um, four was always about um, was it Cecil and yeah, Kane, Kane and uh, Rydia. Rydia was a big part of that party. Cause remember she 
did a huge growth. She was a child, and then she came back as a full-grown adult. That was a huge plot twist. God, I was playing the shit out of that on PSP not that I long I thought about ago. that, and I was like, damn, I want to play 4 again. And then I sat there like the, 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 the DS1 with the 3D graphics, and then the PSP one, I was like, I should play both of these. <laughs> no, you should play the PSP one. The DS graphics is butthole. Oh, man. It looks so bad. I it, hate those pointy-legged... It, 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 it didn't age well. It was fine when it came out. It just didn't age well. That's all. Well, that was the... that. That character style was the first time we got three, so I remember yeah. all the excitement behind a, an English copy of three that we had that was playable. Which I yes. never got past the first five hours because nope. I think it was just the difficulty. I never made out of the first cave or whatever it is. The one you go, go in the hole. Yep. Yeah. I got an on Vita also. I keep trying to like, oh, I'm gonna beat this one day, and I never do. It's well, a, I'm gonna fucking beat it one day. It's, 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 gonna, it's gonna fucking happen. It's the Xenoblade. No, I'm being Xenoblade this year. <laughs> no, you're not. I got a huge list of JRPGs that I'm gonna go through, <laughs> and it's, it's fucking happening. I'm, I'm making people eat words. You're the only guy playing a Wii game on Wii U in 2019. Yeah. I'm going to make it happen. ROM hack. I, I have faith because, you know, uh, Renee's friend, uh, Sylvester, he said, he, he I think he put 150 hours, but he got through Xenoblade. And I was like, if he got through Xenoblade, I think I'll get through it. He's, he put 80 hours in Mario Tennis, so. Oh. <laughs> why, so why are you going on this person's word? I've never met anybody who put 80 hours in Mario Tennis. I will give it to Xenoblade. They're a... That I mean, it's I know it's an evolved form mm-hmm. of other RPGs, but that's a perfect. They have an impeccable track record so far. All well, three of those yeah. games are highly, highly regarded. Yeah, yeah, and I think they the, helped out with Breath of the Wild so as well. Before we got on this long tangent, I think what it was that always held me back on these games was the the MMO battle system on all of them. It's just the battle system is not. I'm like you. I always get in a niche for like a, a true turn based game, not yeah. like a a cookie cutter one. Like we somebody can argue with this. Like Final Fantasy XII is turn based because. Yeah, it is, but it's still it you still gambits. run around. I I get the it. Gambits are turn based. Yeah, and I get it. You you can still run away from it. You're still gonna get hit. It's still right. turn based. You still play your turns, and I and I'm not. I don't give a fuck about the gambit. Some people love gambits, but I want to play the game. I don't want to sit here and set rules and like oh and just walk forward and they'll do everything for me. Let I it just, play out the if then statements. And that, but that's a that's the MMO aspect of it. So. Sometimes you want that, and then sometimes yeah. you want to go into a an encounter where you see a fire enemy and yeah. you know that you have a water attack and you can take it out. But the biggest thing that you should try when you play Final Fantasy XII, and the thing that got it for me was what made it a lot easier, and I think I enjoyed it better was the the fast forward feature because I, when I needed to grind, I just fast forward. I think that killed it for me because I was just running everywhere. Well, I didn't. And I never got to the point where I had to grind really. I, I, I use it sparingly because I do it in trails also. I don't leave on the fast forward feature when I go through the story. I've learned because that was ruining it for me in some games, and I was like, okay, I'm going to have to pick and choose. So when yeah. I go through the story, I leave it at a normal speed, and yeah. then when I get to the point where I'm forced to grind and move up levels, and I put in fast forward, and I can just mindlessly walk through it like da 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 and just move da 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 da. And then once I. It, it made it better for me because I'm not sitting there for five hours and move up five, or five to ten levels so I can yeah. continue the story. It's just. It shortens it to like an hour, and I can say, all right, I grind. I get to the point where now I can go through the story and, and experience it. I'm not sitting there, because that's what... I'm going to kill- do, do that on Zodiac Age when I start it up again. That's what kills me with uh, with uh, RPGs nowadays. I, I love that system. I just don't have time to sit there and all afternoon and grind at levels so I can continue the story. Because yeah. after that, I lose interest. I'm like, eh, I'm going to go on something else. You know, right. There's so many other things to play. It's not like how it used to be in the past. Where- we have so many distractions at all mm-hmm. times, both new and old. But... I digress. I can go on and on about that. So let me go ahead and finish up on the the last uh, couple games here. Um, uh, in preparation for Ultimate Marvel Ultimate Alliance three, um, I went through that phase Michael went through where I went ahead and fired at one and two on my PS four, and just to uh, re- remember how it was. And uh, one was a lot of loading of loading screens. So I'll get to the loading screens, but really, um, two. I've always had a fond memory of two. Um, I enjoyed the story a lot better than the first one. The first one was like the Masters of Evil and Doctor Doom and the, the supervillains kind of get together like the Legion of Doom. I never really played it in com- to completion. 
Um, it is a lot slower pace. The second one I always felt was better, uh, paced much more better. But I was more interested in the the center story, which was the Civil War, with the whole aspect where they um, pick a side and yeah. That was that time period, right, yeah. when the comic was coming out and all? It was literally just how Mark Miller just came out that, maybe a couple years after that or before that. So um, I went through two No Issues and beat that. So I, I only went through them just to get familiar with the battle systems again before I went and started playing 3. And that, I, and three's good. 3 is an extension of um, 2 and a little bit of 1 in there where you still have air. It's I don't really see too much different outside of the progression system where it, it kind of pulls up a license board, kind of like Final Fantasy XII, where mm -hmm. you can go through as a grid and you get certain points and you can allocate and get like plus three fertility plus three defense plus three strength and then just move throughout that board and it costs more and more points to move out uh but it's not as deep it's not where it kind of just uh forces you to go certain ways i mean you just you just have to hit the points so it's like ten thousand yeah. to twenty thousand it doesn't matter you can go in anywhere you want there's not like a set pattern like you can't get over you're here. Not, you're not built into a class. Yeah, you, you can't get over here because you're built to this class, or like ten, where you can't get over here because you haven't unlocked this whole oh, yeah. side, and, and you can't. The sphere grid on ten. Yeah. So it's not that deep, but it's in there enough where you can. It gives you enough to push you through the battle system. Uh, the game is a lot harder than two. Oh. Um, I've died a lot more in, in this one on just normal than I did on two, which I'm playing on the super heroic. I don't, not the hardest one, which I think is legendary. It's the one below that. Which, so. But it is good. I, I like it. Um, Are you playing it docked? Yeah, I am. And it looks fine. Everything oh, yeah, it runs well. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, you start out with the uh, spoilers. Uh, so people skip ahead. Maybe I'll be brief, five, 15 seconds. So you, you, uh, you play as the Guardians of the Galaxy, and it does the whole Infinity Wars. So uh, And it's pretty good. I, I mean, you can definitely tell Marvel had their hand in this because it's, uh, the storytelling is there from them. So... And we'll continue. I didn't really go that much into it, but spoilers are over. Yep. Um, outside of that, I mean, I'll keep playing it. It's it's that uh, it scratches that Diablo esque ish. So I mean, it's the battle system kind of like Diablo, where you are mashing certain buttons in certain combinations, and you have um, love Diablo special attacks that is tied to your whole team because a lot of times you're always playing with at least four people in that team, so you would hold down. I think it's ZR, and then you can mash either X, Y, B, A to correspond to another character. Hmm. Uh, you can switch to another character with uh, the D-pad, um, and they'll do team-up attacks. So you, you could do uh, ZL and ZR at the same time, and at least an attack where all of them do a master attack. Um, but it, it, it's very, very Diablo-esque, the battle system. It's over the top. Uh, you go up there, and you fight these little uh, clusters of enemies. The only difference is that it's missing the loot. You don't get loot like that. So, I mean, you, you get certain aspects where you go through just there. Just get experience for the board that you were talking about? Yeah, you just get experience on and uh, orbs and everything to help with your life, refill life, re refill uh, mana or MP or however you, whatever they call them there for their special attacks. Mm -hmm. You do find little uh, off-beaten paths where you can go and you find these boxes that give you, like, these cubes. And these cubes are basically ways to skip ahead experience. So you can assign them to certain characters and they can jump up a level or two. Cool. Uh, but it's it's not like you can use it on every character, and that game has I think has like forty characters, and they're adding more and more with the expansion on there, so they keep announcing more. You know, Loki's coming through there. Is it but free DLC or is that like a some season of it, pass? Some thing? of it's free, some of it's locked behind season pass. Okay. Um, I, I don't think they clarified yet what's what yet, other than they announced some. I know Michael was going to get this. Uh, does it have online multiplayer? Can yes. Can y'all play together at all? Yes. That seems like That's a good online. travel game. I mean, you can do online even on PS4 on okay. those Marvel Ultimate Alliance ones. If you, can, you can't buy them anymore, but you can do uh, online. So <laughs> If you happen to have a copy sitting around. Yeah. I think I have both of those on PS2, oddly enough. That was one of the launch Wii games we tried out. Yeah. Up there with Super Monkey Ball. 
But um, yeah, it's good. I mean, there's a little um, they got these little uh, parallel multiverse threads in there where you got these cracks in the in the universe, as they so call it, and where they take you to a grid where you do like these uh, challenges. So it's like defeat this enemy, defeat this enemy under a minute, you defeat two hundred people in this the stage, you know. So kind of a score, this. A arena type thing that Basically, it drops you off into? Yeah, and it gives you like a certain amount of rewards if you survive. If you get them all, you get three stars, you get it graded on it. And so, the only weird thing about that is when you, you find it in the main campaign of the game and then, then it's like, they'll tell you like, alright, you want to go in here and do this, but just be warned, it will save your progress where you're at now, but it's going to take you out of the game. So it takes you out of the game and throws you to the separate menu, and then you got to get out the menu and go back to the main game. Is that okay when you're in the midst of all that, or um, how does that play yeah. out? It's it's all right, it's I guess. Okay. It's, it can be weird for some people, like you're playing the main game. You, you figure you just play it, and it'll spit you back where you left off. Mm -hmm. But it, instead of that, it, set, it separates you to a separate part. So. But it's fine. You just got to realize that when you go in that game, when you go to those things, it's, all right, if I do this, it's going to take me out, and I'm going to have to go back in. So that's the only weird thing I saw in there, but outside of that, it's fine. I don't know if it's... Maybe they'll fix that with patches. I don't know. Gotcha. There's enough people complain about it, but it's good. I, I think I got maybe like three or four hours into it. It's it's very like you said, very Diablo-esque, where it's, it kind of gets mindless. You sit there and you look up like, damn, I put five hours into this. So <laughs> I just lost. Yeah, I lost half the day, and it feels like it's only been ten minutes. And you look, yeah. and it's like, damn, it's been five hours. It's because it's fresh. It's, it's clean. I mean, Diablo has that effect. You've seen it. So Diablo had his hooks in me last year. Yeah, I still need to finish that campaign. The show was amazing. I've. I think the last Diablo S game that I, I mean, I got multiple copies of Diablo three. I think I have it on PS three and then the, the update for PS three and then PS four and the update on PS four and yep. then the Switch one. I have this also. I think I have the X X uh, Xbox one. There multiple versions of them. So, but um, that'd be a fun game. I think I bought three or four copies for three sixty to try to land one day. I think that'd be fun. I think the last one that really had the hooks in me that I sat there and. Those type of games that played straight on the weekend was Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2. I sat there and beat that game in one day. Damn. I think I started that morning and I just followed the story because the story just pulled me through. I, I love that Civil War shit. Yeah. The story for this uh, Black Order seems to do the same thing for Good me. Stuff. It's the, a lot to do with Infinity Stones and you see a lot of characters that, like, I mean, the first boss you fight is Ronan the Accuser and, or no, um, yeah, the first big boss is Ronan, so. I mean, and are they the uh, fakish-looking Marvel characters from the Crystal Dynamics game? No, no, <laughs> no. They uh, they are. This looks like legit comic stuff. So, and the banter, which is what Crystal Dynamics yeah. could have done. I don't know. I, I, a lot of people give them shit on that, but it, if you played Spider Man, that Peter Parker in there, it's very generic. Really, it's just easy to hide because you put him behind a costume. Yeah, he's, so he's got different masks and costumes yeah, he wears. Yeah, it's the same thing with all the other characters. Like everybody on there doesn't look like super great. So uh, when it, when I look at Ultimate, I like Man, the not Ultimate Alliance, but when I look at the Avengers, Avengers one mm -hmm. and look, it, it fits that Spider Man world. It's still early, so I don't think they're gonna change it much. I I think because he. There's times when I look at Spider-Man, it's like, damn, Peter Parker's so generic, you know? And even Miles Morales is so generic. It's like... But I think it's just they're, they're created characters in these worlds, and we're just... It's just weird for us, because we're used yeah. to seeing them in the movies, or we're used to seeing them in the comics. And it's we, like, you could you could have drawn inspiration for so many things, but they just want to separate it and just go this route. And I think once they start building that world and that universe, because I think they're all going to... I think even Spider-Man, even though it's exclusive to Sony, I think it's still in their universe, so... Yeah. Um, Once they flesh out their vision, right? A I think I think people will will be fine with it. Yeah. So it just it is just in that world, whatever that world is. I don't know if it's like they call it six six one six or something like that. I can't figure out what it was. They usually uh, label their multiverses, 
But yeah, outside of that, I mean, the next so, one. That was Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Yep. Do you want to go into some of the Marvel announcements before we go into... Thank you for reminding me, yeah. So, yeah, we went... We did before have that, we go into Game of the Year? That huge Game of the Year is great. <laughs> this fucking Game of the Year. I got to the, go ahead and chalk it up. I got physical copies coming soon. <laughs> um, and then oh, the 27th is when they ship. Is it? Yeah. We should have it next weekend. Nope. Maybe. It'll, it'll be two episodes from now. Damn it. <laughs> we have our game of the year discussion. We'll have to come early on a Saturday and stream that shit. I've got to find a way this week to send those, get those videos off my Switch yeah. and post them. I think the best, the best way for you to do is, is, uh, is probably post it on your Twitter and then get it off Copy of there somewhere. It, yeah. Download it off of there somewhere. Right. And then, yeah. yeah, and then get it on our that no podcast it. one. Yep. We'll figure it out. Yep. It's some good shit in there. Um, <laughs> Outside of that, I mean, we just had the uh, San Diego Comic-Con. Um, you know, I'm a big advocate of uh, comic book movies. Um, more so Marvel. Uh, more so DC now, since they've been getting better. Um, so, they just finished up the last phase, which uh, ended off with Spider-Man uh, Far From Home. Mm-hmm. Which kind of addressed some of the lingering issues that was uh, left for uh, Endgame. What phase was that? Um, I think phase three. I think we're in phase four now. Um yeah, we're in Phase 4. Okay. So, the Phase 4, they announced that there's 10 different properties coming out. When they first originally did, there was like, people were freaking out. It was like 10 movies in the next two years. But that's not the case. So, you have um, three, I think you have two movies in, in 2020. Then you have three movies in 2021. And then, th- that's the first five. Then you have okay. five additional properties spread out throughout the two years. But that's coming on a Disney+. Plus service the streaming service exclusive to that yes okay so uh, instead of having movies or doing like a these mini tv series which are probably going to be six hours total that still tells these characters from the original mcu now this can get cool that it can get confusing for some people because they always seem to have um, the marvel television based ones kind of like a daredevil or luke cage or jessica jones or agents of shield those were highly uh, regarded, though, right? Yeah, technically they're supposed to take place in the same universe as the movies, but they never really crossed over because it's always an aspect of um, where they fit in the timeline because you, you shoot these TV series and you shoot these movies, and it's like, where do they actually fit within each other and cross over? So they never addressed it. Okay. And then now you have these miniseries, which are kind of like TV series, or which are crossing over to the movies, and it's kind of ignoring the other stuff. So, you, so, so there's continuity issues. Yeah, so these are the MC. I'm going to say these TV series are going to be the MCU movie-based TV series because you have, within the first year, the first thing that's coming out is going to be a Black Widow movie, um, which is kind of like a uh, prequel. And it takes place uh, after Civil War and before Endgame. It's a small window. I'm surprised she hadn't gotten her own movie until now. She always had a contract, and they were always it was always in development. And it's, it was in development even before Marvel had the rights to Black Widow. It was Lionsgate had it when they originally Marvel was giving out their licenses to everybody. Uh. Um, I I think they got a lot of shit when that uh, Jennifer Lawrence Red Sparrow movie came out, and they were like, "This is fucking black. This is sorry, everybody. This is fucking <laughs> Black Widow." Right. This is what that should Yeah, it's like, why weren't we making a Black Widow movie? And it seems like after everyone was bitching about it, they finally threw it on the docket. I don't know if the, it was probably a coincidence, probably. Yeah. But Was that Red Sparrow movie pretty good? Uh, I don't know. Never seen it? Yeah, I heard the book was better. But, um, so this one seems to take place that they're given, looks like, the based off the idea that they have multiple Black Widows, which is in the comic book uh, universe there is. It's, that is the case. It's a, it's a title and it's many people have played that title differently so it seems like there's a... Uh, kind of like the Phantom. You have uh, Rachel Wise and you have uh, there's another uh, uh, young lady and apparently the rumors are all 
Black Widows. So, mm. so um, and then you also have a um, the guard, the Red Guardian, which is David Harbor from uh, Stranger Things. Yeah, he's Sheriff. he's the Red Guardian. So, which is the Soviet version of uh, Captain America. Uh, and then good the, guy or bad guy? I don't know this yeah, lore. It's a good guy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, when you say Soviet, it's all a matter of perspective. It depends on what era yeah. the comic came out in. Even though it's a matter of perspective, because it's good guys for the Soviets, it's yep. bad guys for us, and vice versa. Right. So, uh, that's all they have on there outside of the rumors. And the villain is a Taskmaster, which is basically, if you ever look up Taskmaster, is a, a Skeletor in white clothing. Uh, <laughs> which is weird. I'm interested in seeing how they're going to pull this off in the movie, but it's fucking Skeletor if you look up Taskmaster. What's that Soviet character? Red what? The Red Guardian. Red Guardian? Yeah. I just want to see what the character art looks like. So, um, there's multiple versions of the Guardian, So, uh, but the Red Guardian is basically Captain America. The Soviet Captain America. He has oh a shield God, and everything. Oh my God, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, oh, that's going to be a great character. Yeah. Yeah. So, David Harbour's playing him. So That seems to be the news everywhere. As I do a Google image search. Oh yeah, because well, Marvel was very quiet about what was coming out for the next phase because they, you know, Kevin Feige was always like, "Well, let me finish. Let's finish what we got going on here before yeah. we start announcing stuff." Um, this is basically the end game arc, right? Like Thanos and all. That's the that's what they just wrapped up. Yeah. So that's the first one that's going to start the new arc, but this doesn't really. It, it depends what comes out of here, what addresses the story wise. So the, the next thing we have coming up is the the Eternals comes out that November. Okay. Um, this one is uh, the Jack Kirby stuff. This is kind of like the yeah. This is kind of like the the Guardians. This is going to be the your space cosmic Marvel here. Okay. And this one has uh, Angelina Jolie, um, Sam 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 Hayek, um, Richard Madden. It's got it's got a pretty diverse uh, group of people in this. And the Internals is kind of like um, it's kind of like the Thanos' race. They're like these ancients that were assigned by the Celestials to can kind of like protect the world. They're like part Celestials, and the Celestials you can remember if you ever did you ever watch Guardians of the Galaxy two? Yes. Uh, Kurt Russell's character. Yes. He was a Celestial. Okay. Like the, those are godlike creatures that've been in there since the beginning of the universe. Even you know the first Guardians with the the dead head where they go in there, and that's the dead head of a Celestial where they all lived in that world where gotcha. they kind of fought Ronan in there. Yeah. So it's kind of like about their race. Uh, this it really doesn't address. What they're doing in there, but a lot of this stuff is kind of quiet, and a lot of this stuff I just won't mention. Just a backstory. Well, I don't know. I mean, a lot of stuff I won't mention because a lot of, you haven't seen Endgame, so I can't say it. A lot of this stuff is right after Endgame and some spoilers. Gotcha. So, and the next one is the first show that's going to be on Disney Plus comes out that fall in 2020. It's called The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay. So um, there's something that happens in an Endgame where they're kind of carrying the mantle for something on this game, and they're kind of juggling with it. it. Seems like what they're going for. Um, then they come out in 2021. Uh, this this is going into uh, Black Panther's uh, time slot. Not that Ooh, it, not, I, love not, I love me some Black. Panther. Not that Black Panther was coming. Black Panther Two was coming out, mm -hmm. but it's coming in that same time period in February. And it's uh, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, this one deals with the Mandarin. And the Mandarin was the number one villain for Iron Iron Man. Mm. They never really addressed it. They they addressed it in the Iron Man you haven't seen. Okay. But it wasn't the real Mandarin. It was somebody who took the name and mantle and was using it. They did like a short film later on, found out that the real Mandarin found out he was using his name and tried to kill him in prison. <laughs> so there's a whole some, lore behind it. Some pretty deep backstory. So Shang Chi's it seems like they're owed to um uh like the Kung Fu. He was like a Kung Fu hero from the seventies, kinda like when the right when Bruce Lee was big. Okay. So this one is a mostly uh, Asian cast. 
So this one is going to deal with the Mandarin because they were always concerned about having the Mandarin as the main villain and with Iron Man on there because of the whole... I mean, you have an Asian character named the Mandarin and it's already kind of be yeah. on eggshells when you have to do stuff like that. So, right. Uh, outside of that, they haven't said what's going on there other than the Mandarin is in there. Oh, God. Um, yeah, I can see them tiptoeing, tiptoeing around that This, they can actually fully... Right now. They can fully introduce his character because of the aspect that's going in and where it's going with right. it. And from there, it's smart because then from that point, you introduce the character and then you can kind of branch him out because the Mandarin is a huge... He's like Dr. Dumas. He's a big villain in there. He has... Ten rings. At some point, he had all the Infinity Stones. He was a huge one. Hence, his own Iron Man type suit later on. So I mean, he's he's big. Um, the next one up they have is a uh, Wanda Vision, which uh, is deals with the Scarlet Witch and Vision. Uh, there's some stuff that happens in the the new movies. I can't go into details without mm-hmm. getting a spoiler, so I'll just leave it at that. So um, that's coming out in 2021 in that spring. Um, also, that spring is a Loki TV series, which goes more into um, the character Loki from. Thor. Fan favorite. So the my the thing I'm excited about is that whatever happens directly from the Disney Plus version of One Vision, which is going to be their um, their TV series, it's going to happen in Doctor Strange. So Scarlet Witch is going to be Doctor Strange too. So it's going to be Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch going through the multiverse of madness. Um, so they're finally going to address and bring into the multiverse in this, where they have different uh, dimensions with different characters. So you know, certain characters might exist in this dimension yeah. that don't exist in others. Some that might have died in this dimension is still alive in others. I know so, you're going to do some uh, Doctor Strange. Hell yeah, and I'm very excited about it. And this is also they confirmed going to be the first horror film in the, the Marvel universe. So Marvel's pretty good about keeping things fresh. They take themes and they kind of shoot those of those movies kind of like uh well, I always say I love uh, Winter Soldier and is a very is a is a political thriller mm-hmm. kind of like all the king's men and stuff like that it's shot like that it plays like that and it's told like that it's great and a lot of people sleep on that but it, the flow on it is excellent it's it's like a it's a political thriller it's that way you don't good. have Iron Man 50 times over the course of the cinematic universe yeah. it's not the same thing over and over yeah over. It's, it's different they tell their own versions and yeah. it kind of gets muddy towards the end when they kind of just finishing out the stories but there was a point in there where they were keeping things fresh and kind of doing their own spin on certain aspects of it so this one's got a horror spin which is it runs up the alley for uh, uh, Scott Derrickson because he was a guy who um, who dealt with horror films the first Doctor Strange was one of the first films he did that wasn't a horror film so okay. uh, then you go into uh, Marvel Studios What If what if it was a comic book series? I actually read when I read, read comics back when I was a kid. So, um, and they just took different stories. And this one's going to be completely animated. It's going to be on the Disney streaming service. The Doctor Strange one's going to be in the actual movie theaters that comes out in May 2021. Uh, so, what if is their animated one? And it's kind of like a, they would do stuff like, what if Peter Parker became the Punisher? What? So, um, what if, you know, there was one that said, what if Rick James became uh, the Incredible Hulk? Uh, they did some wild ones out there, but there's a lot of ones that are very interesting where you have Peter Parker dressed up in the full Spider-Man getup, but he uses guns exclusively. So instead of using any webs, and he actually killed people. So they call it what if. So it's like, you know. What, so it can be anything. Yeah. Are they going to be, is it going to be a, uh, like a miniseries or just like one-off episodes? They're just, they're just episodes. There's, there's in the comic books, there's like, what if, you know, Peggy uh, from, you know, Captain America, what if she came Captain America? That's oh. Steve Rogers. They, cool. They, they did like a whole bunch of it's like it's off the wall. One in the comic books are one shots. They never did like a continuing series. They're always like they told that one story and they were done. That's what these episodes are going to be like. They're going to be like what if that one story and they're done. Uh, the cool, cool thing the cool thing about it is that the characters from the live action movies are coming back to reprise their characters in these animated series uh, vo- vocally. 
So like they're, they're existing gonna, characters or yeah, previously existing characters? Even previously ones that may not even be alive in that universe. They come back and they're voicing their characters for cool. that. Cool. So, uh, the next one up is uh, Hawkeye. They're coming out with a Hawkeye TV series. It comes out that fall 2021. Okay. Uh, Jeremy Renner's coming back, and they're introducing the Kate Bishop character. And Kate Bishop is a female uh, Hawkeye. She carries on the mantle after uh, Clinton retires. I've heard you mention that name before in some context. So, um, and she's a, a big leader in the Young Avengers. So there's going to be no Avengers in this coming Phase 4. They're going to let it rest for a while. So this could be... Seems like they need to, right? Yeah, they, I would. It seems like this could be a good indicator to get the Young Avengers in there. Would be bring Kate Bishop into the thing. So Jeremy Renner's going to be in there. They always had Jer- Jeremy Renner contracted to do a Hawkeye solo film. Uh, same thing with Black Widow. So the Black Widow one's actually coming to movie theaters. The Hawkeye one is actually coming to Disney+. Plus. seems like they're really starting to flesh out this Disney Plus service and make it something that's... It kind of like fell in like their lap because they, they probably looked at all the stuff like they wanted to make movies about, mm-hmm. but they had to worry about budgets and about oversaturation of the market for their movies. And they're like, you know, do we want to put this movie out there? Do we want to get people burned out? You right. know, they were very selective what they did. Now they can kind of spread it out a little bit more. Right. Where do we where do we utilize these characters the most? Right. And then the final thing they uh, they kind of announced that's definitely got a release date on uh, November 5th, 2021, is the fourth Thor, which is Thor Love and Thunder. Remember, remember. Yep. Um, the crazy thing is that they confirmed that Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson, which were in the third Thor, are coming back. Okay. But they also confirmed that Jane Foster is coming back, still played by Natalie Portman. And this one, she's going to become Thor. Oh. So, which set everybody on the world on fire and bitched about on the forums, but I won't get into that. Um, uh, is this sexist they, comments? They pref- yes, they prefer to see uh, a male Thor. But <laughs> here we go. So this is neat to hear. There, a lot of people don't realize that this isn't actually based off a comic book where Jane Foster became Thor. She was dying from cancer, and Thor was not worthy. He didn't go away. He was still in the comic book, and it was actually pretty good. I never got a chance to read the whole thing, and it's yeah. very interesting. So she's dying from cancer. She got her hands on uh, Molnir, the the hammer, and she yep. becomes Thor. What's crazy is uh, Thor doesn't know who Thor is, and he's trying to figure out. He knows it's a, a female Thor. Yeah. The, they call her the goddess of thunder. And he spends like a majority of the series trying to figure out who it is, and he didn't mm. realize it was Jane Foster's it's like his a ex-girlfriend. Story on yeah, the side. his ex-girlfriend the whole time, because she just he knew Jane. She was dying. She was on chemo and everything. Yeah. But when she picked up the hammer, she was fine, normal. She, she was a superhero. She played the part just fine. I thought Natalie Portman had wanted her way out of the. Which a lot of people Marvel also ju- judge, judged her on as well. So it's like, uh, but I, I think it was a lot of it because in the second one, it was a lot of uh, they changed directors, they changed the movement and how the characters were, and she was kind of mad at Marvel. Okay. Because it kind of took a backseat on them, uh, whole <laughs> growing the brand, and they you well, know she didn't shoot herself in the foot like uh, what's it, Rosie from Iron Man One. Oh god, that was a money issue. Terrence Howard. <laughs> that was a that's a whole different thing. <laughs> I, we'll talk about it off the air that that went deeper than that, but um, Did it. yeah, it was not not we can't talk about that. Not anymore. as cut and dry as it seems. Nope. But um, so I'm very interested in this because that comic book run was very critically acclaimed, and I always wanted to see how that story played out. So we'll see what happens. Uh, all I can say is I'm looking forward to it, and especially uh, since I got the same director from the third one. He did a great job. He brought a, a lot of new life. Uh, what Toddy did in that. In the Thor series and kind of changed the whole aspect of Ragnarok, mm-hmm, okay. which is very good. And then they ended out like they did last time when they did the last phase announcements, where they kind of surprised everybody with Captain Marvel. They um, uh, they announced uh, Ali was coming out there. Marshala Ali came out, and he's played Marvel characters. This is his third Marvel character he played. 
So, which is it's funny. like Chris Evans. So they they ignore the continuality on the, even the TV series one because he played Cottonmouth on the on Luke Cage, which they killed off that character. He played uh, Uncle Aaron in the animated Spider Man. Okay. Uh, one that just came out for the end of the Spider Verse. Right. And so they uh, they came back and they uh, announced that he's playing Blade. They didn't clarify it was going to be Blade in the movie theaters or Blade on Disney Plus, but that Blade was coming. Blade franchise will yep. be on a screen somewhere. Yep. Uh, so I don't, and I don't think it's Phase Four. I think it's probably gonna be a Phase Five thing. They just kind of get out there, just get people excited. Yeah. Uh, the reason there's been some speculation for like Wesley Snipes met with them, uh, Marvel Studios for a while because he was throwing around trying to get back into the Blade character. Oh. So apparently, uh, Feige came back and he said they didn't plan to do Blade, and this is why it was the last announcement. It wasn't part of Phase Four. Right. They didn't plan to do Blade, but uh, after Ali won that second Oscar for Green Book earlier this year, he called Marvel and said he wanted to play Blade, and they made, they made it happen. Oh God! Because so, <laughs> they weave me into your universe. Yeah, because Kevin Feige was like, we couldn't say no. He called us up and came over. It's like I want to play Blade. Yeah, I wanted to happen. They made it happen. Damn. And what's crazy is the guy who's playing. Um, it's funny because the guy who plays Shang Chi, and they're talking about it on Twitter right now. When they announced Shane Chi coming out last December, where they were like they were talking about it, kicking around coming out, one of the the guy who's playing Shane Chi threw up there like, "Hey, Marvel, contact me about this character." And the heat it happens. And then he just resp- he just responded after uh, SDC uh, yesterday. It's like, "Thanks for getting back to me, Marvel." And he's he got, playing, he he's got playing the main the character. Thread. That's yeah. fucking great. <laughs> that is great. Oh god, it was it was pretty good. He yeah he re- he uh, retweeted his original threads like, "Thanks for getting back to me." That's awesome. Because he straight called him. I was like, "Get back." He said, "Come get me, Marvel. I'm gonna yeah. I want." Something to do with this. That's cool shit. Yeah. So that's their whole docket for Phase Four, which is going to the next ten, uh, two years. So it's uh, awesome. De- very exciting. I probably sat there for like 10, 15 minutes talking people's ears no, off. Thank but... you for breaking that down, sir. I know we have a lot of Marvel fans as well. Yeah. And it tied into Marvel Ultimate Alliance, which is a big theme for the episode. And outside of that, before we go on, the, uh, Kevin Feige did announce. He said they didn't have time, but he said that um, Black Panther Two is still coming. Captain Marvel Two is still coming. Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is still coming. They start filming Guardians of the Galaxy 3 next year. Um, Fantastic Four is now coming. Mm. And Mutants. He didn't say X-Men. He said Mutants. And yes. He did clarify later on that Mutants and X-Men are interchangeable. He, all he said, he said that X-Men is definitely coming. It's going to be very different from the way Fox did it. So that's okay. why he was very... He's tiptoeing around it. Because he yeah. said, don't expect the same thing. He said, it, it may not be what we think it's going to be. Because he right. said, it's, they, the, the X-Men for the last 20 years, they got it do something different yeah. when they bring them in there. So You avoid the whole, uh, what we were talking about with Crystal Dynamics earlier, mm-hmm. you avoid the whole, that's not Wolverine. Yeah. You get away from that shit. I'm most excited about Fantastic Four because I'm a big advocate for Doctor Doom. That is definitely a villain who can carry a big arc that a lot of people cool. try to take down. So He is cool. Yep. All right. Now, game of the year. Game of the fucking motherfucking year. <laughs> game of the year. Okay, so this randomly came up after, is after we recorded last week, right? You were like, hey, you've got the Japanese eShop on your Switch, right? Yeah, because I, I told you I, I pre-ordered it, and I was interested in it because it, somebody had literally went on Twitter and like, this is fucking Virtua Tennis. And I was like, huh. Yeah. I, I never had any interest in the Olympic 2020 games <laughs> until I was like, maybe I might have kicked it around until next year when it came out. Because it doesn't come out next year for us. It comes out in Japan this month. And I was like, somebody had threw that on Twitter. I was like, it just looks like fucking Virtua Tennis. I was like, huh. And so I, was like, I figured I'd ask you because I, I thought, you know, me and you tend to follow the same people, and you probably saw the same thing on there. I didn't have that fucking Japanese eShop of mine because I probably deleted it after I downloaded the Fam- Famicom games. Um, but I'm like, I asked you, and you're like, no, wait, let's, let's download let's and try it out. out. Yeah. yeah. This is Game of the Year material. <laughs> so there's three events in the demo, and this, yeah. is, this is for Olympic Summer Games Tokyo 2020. And the demo is only on the Japanese eShop. So if you have that, everything's in English. All the text is in English. It is. We got it, around it, it fo- just it fine. It follows your language settings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I would I imagine. Why we don't have the demo here? Because we're not getting into next year. Yeah, start yeah. the hype. This is a good fucking game. So the three events you can do are swimming. Yep. And it's like a relay one, right? It's like different. It's a four race, four swim relay. Yeah, I, I think it, it. it goes back and forth. It's a 400 meters. Yeah. Because it, it's 100 meters that way, 100 meters back, 100 meters. It's 400 meters probably. And it's um, you always, it always switches up different strokes different depending on str- when you go in there. Different strokes. For different folks. Um, <laughs> swimming, tennis, and what's the third one? Oh, uh, track. Oh, yeah, the track and the field. The fucking hurdles that I can't The hurdles. <laughs> I hate every hurdle. Oh, God, you got good at it, though. You came in first. Oh, I came beast right? after that, yeah. So, tennis, obviously, was our main draw. So, we, we were surprised by the other two. But tennis was a very, very competent tennis game. It was a... And it, 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 it looked like a true little successor to the virtual tennis. It's it not did, perfect, they, The characters moved like it. Oh, yeah, yeah there were definitely some glitches that we encountered... And I'm going to try to find a way to upload those videos because I captured them on the Switch. We'll try to get those over to everybody. But um, the tennis was super competent, and that would have made it a good gamer, you know, anyways. But then we tried these other two events, and swimming has you doing uh, swimming has you doing different things with the Joy-Cons, like the, the control can, sticks back and forth. I can ne- It was so hard for me to do the, the fucking Joy-Con rotations in certain directions because it always seemed like you had to go left and one and right and the other. For whatever reason, my brain's <laughs> There's like... There's a pattern to it. There's my brain's like, I can't it. do this. And it's like... <laughs> I'm sitting here because remember I, I'm just literally just going up and down. Whenever we I was would, getting lapped, I was like, "You guys are on like meter three hundred, and I'm on still trying to finish meter one hundred." Okay. When we watch the replay, it'd be like seven of us going this way, yeah. and Cesar's going. I'm still, I'm like, I'm still going like crawling like a. I don't oh my god! I, I, can't I, even, I, can't, I can't even describe an animal that would go as slow as I was going. We were crying, laughing, and then uh, so the the swimming is hard because you have to control each stroke with different with different type keystrokes. Um, tennis was tennis was like your normal backhand, uh, overhead, and power shots. It was just really that was just oh the power yeah. shot was really cool because yeah. you could build up a meter I guess depending on how many good shots you made or how many yeah. points you got you could build up a meter and use a special. So we used a special one time and then they used a special right back at us. We That's fucking the video lost. I have, yeah. isn't it? And then uh, we did swimming and then the track one is great because uh, the hurdle starts off you know as you're building up momentum. With the swimming and the track, or the hurdles, you have to hit B to get out of the gate at the right time. Yeah. Remember on swimming, you and I were like, we're like hovering on the edge of the diving board. I jumped early. Because <laughs> 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 it fucking honks that horn. This <laughs> game is so good. I want to play it right now. Because I fell straight in the water and everybody else just took off like normal. I just, you just literally just dropped like a rock. So like, plopped. Yeah. Oh, God. So the hurdles, you have to time it to, to get out of the gate and then... You have to hit it's B to run, right? Yeah. And then and then A to jump or something no, like you that. It's flick, a button combination. You have to flick the the That's Joy-Con right. up. You flick the controller up the the C stick or whatever it is on the on the yeah. the right stick on the because we had to have our own set of Joy Cons. We yeah. couldn't split the Joy Cons off. I hope they fix that somehow, or maybe that's just something in the demo we encountered. They, I mean, we, they may fix that up once it comes out in America. Because they got a whole year. So. Yeah, this is such a good game to just hand off a controller and play because we laughed our asses off playing that demo. Yep. And so as you're running, you have to run and flick that stick up and you get, you know, obviously like an athlete, you get faster and faster and faster. So your reaction time on hitting the hurdles has to be quicker and quicker Mm -hmm. on each one. It's just, it's infinite replay value. We loved playing, uh, that was uh, Olympic Summer Games Tokyo 2020. Yes. That's the, so Sega has the license for the Olympic Games. Yep. So they do this one, which is the realistic simulation, I guess, even though the characters were like... It was very like a, it's very uh, reminiscent of like a me or Avatar based on Xbox where you, you created your own Avatar. Yeah. And it's like, it's not specific. 
like real people in the Olympics. You yeah. choose like uh, corresponding nations, but you still it's based off a character you created. And you'll see those cultures like if you choose Brazil or China, mm-hmm. you'll see those cultures represented. I think the avatar analogy is closer than the Mies because the Mies can get kind of weird looking, but the yeah. the avatars for those countries, the Xbox avatar specifically, yeah. rare's finest gaming achievement. Uh, that's a pretty close analogy on that. Which they were designed before the Mies were made. Remember, right? Remember that claim. They're working on it on like Xbox. Yeah. Uh, that is game of the year material. That's the game we've been joking about. That game was fun as shit. Yeah. I, there was times I was at work. It's like, damn, I wish I was playing Olympic game. <laughs> so you have the Switch and PS4 copies on pre-order. I was gonna the Japanese ones. Will it down to one? But I was like, nah, I want both. Uh, I want. I got experience. Bring this. both. Huh? Yeah. Bring both. We will play. We got to stream this. Uh, I'm going to go into my games played. This has been the longest games played segment ever. Yeah. We had the Marvel Minute in there. Uh, I finished up Luigi, Luigi's Mansion on the 3DS last week, and I started Luigi's Mansion 2 um, this past week. That is a totally different game almost. The same core concepts are there, but it looks way better. Mm-hmm. It controls way better. But like Michael had said last week, it is way more hand-holdy. That Professor Egad is calling every... 30 to 45 seconds. Every time I do yeah. something, he's calling. Just but like the you, rupee comment and all that stuff. But you're still in the first... I'm still in the first part. Hey. Like, I haven't fought a boss yet. I've just now gotten the poltergust. So... And taken down some You'll, you'll see as the game goes through... Yeah. It, it gets better. It, it's that whole... The intro. It's like, it's like they carry you in there, and it's like kind of like how you just put a child down and yeah. teach them how to crawl and walk. It's like it, it does that. But you're right. I mean, if it's something like... It's not very where you want to like, okay, let me just get in there and... And figure out how to play this, and I, I, I'll, I'll refer to something later if I'm if I'm confused with something. It doesn't give you that option. It's no, kind of like it is straight in your face. And you like, have to tap the screen at the bottom to answer mm-hmm. EGAD every time. And you're like, no, fucking just let me do this thing. Yeah. It's like I don't want to talk to him. I know what I figured it out. And it's like he talking. He's like, yeah, I know. I fucking figured it out. Yeah. I just spent six hours on the first Luigi's Mansion. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, the puzzles seem cooler just right off the rip. It seems like they, they had a grasp of, you know, they were going off another game that had already been made. So they, they had 12 years of looking at Luigi's Mansion to say, all right, this is what we would do with our they, spin on it. They had great ideas and they implemented it well. It it's, seems like, yeah. It, awesome it, so it wasn't like a, a bullshit sequel like a lot of companies will do. So yeah. it's handled with a Nintendo carry, even though it's not a, a next level. Is that their Nintendo company now? I can't remember if they actually officially got I bought or not. I think they're still like second. I don't know. Because they get. They they, they get done mostly first Nintendo party games. properties. Yeah, they get Punch Out and Luigi's Mansion. Strikers. They did they? something else. They did the Mario Strikers game. Yeah. So they're getting first party characters. I know a lot of people were questioning this Luigi's Mansion because remember they got it and they're like, oh, they have only done mostly sports games. Yeah. Oh, they're this is a great game so far except for the handholdy part. Yeah. That's really my only complaint. Uh, the room puzzles seem more fleshed out than the mm-hmm. first game, even just early on. And I thought I was gonna because I started fiddling with the controls and you actually use the like the direction buttons like the c or the x y a b buttons mm-hmm. to aim your vacuum cleaner up and down i thought that was going to be worse than because i played the first luigi's mansion with the c stick on the new 3ds i thought it was gonna be worse it actually seems to play better with the buttons yeah it seems easier to control uh, so i'm working my way through luigi's mansion too it's pretty good so far uh the next game i played did you see this on my list <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was just some like some kind of hentai game or something. It's like not a hentai game. Yeah. All right, so this game is called Sticky Bodies for iOS. And you're telling me it's not a hentai game. It's not a hentai game. So this is, you're gonna have to download this and try it out. No, I'm good. This is a this is a Q Games game by Dylan Cuthbert of okay. Star Fox fame. Yeah, the pixel jump people. Yep. Yep. So this 
Is this a Pixel Junk game, or is it something outside of the Pixel Junk series? It seems like every time they make a game now, it's always labeled Pixel Junk. It's not Pixel Junk, because I know that aesthetic and that art they style and all that. They missed that whole marketing. Pixel oh. Junk, Sticky Bodies. Okay, so in Sticky Bodies, you drop a, a British-themed character from the top of the screen. Mm -hmm. They fall. You direct their fall with your finger, like they're they're falling down the screen. You're not selling me on you try to bodies. You try to collect items, mm -hmm. food, coins, things like that. Other bodies... They yell out something when you attach them. And then as you build this string, as you grow faster and faster and faster, it's a, it's a mobile game. So you have like three tiers that you're trying to get to. Like 4,000 score gives you mm -hmm. one coin. 8,000 gives you two coins. And you get try to get a higher score per each level. Mm -hmm. And at the very end of the map, you have to fall into an open mouth of this character <laughs> and get all of the bodies that you've stuck together into the mouth. Dude, it's something zany. I always like his Just stuff. A, I always try it out. It's a mobile version of Human Centipede? Basically. There but we the, go. The people, you're touring, I guess you're touring England. It's neighborhoods and stuff I'm not really familiar with. But the way the story, it... I haven't seen where the the mobile, the the DLC, the add-on, whatever that term mm. is called, like the Candy Crush. Microtransactions. The microtransactions. Yeah. I haven't seen where that kicks in yet. Cause it oh, it's, it's, it's there. Just, it hasn't stopped me from playing. I'm sure there's like a magnet that draws bodies yeah, to you. It's going to be some kind of bullshit. We're like, what the fuck? How does this happen? But like on one, I was a fisherman, like this fisherman with a, uh, he had the whole vest on. He was holding mm. the fish and all that. And as I was dropping, I was trying to get as many of the fishermen as I could. I gotta. Sh I'll just show you a level once we get off the air, just to see how zany it is. But mm. it was. It's a wacky ass game, almost like a. You know how in in Donut County you were collecting things, in Katamari you were like collecting things and mm. rolling up. It's sort of like that, but faster and you know one touch and it's got a it's got a personality to it. It's quirky. It's free. Yeah. Check it out. Sticky bodies on iOS. It's also on Android. I'm sorry. Came out on, this, on both on the same day. Mobile devices. Plays a little janky on the iOS 13 demo beta, public beta that we're trying out. So I don't know if it might run better on my phone natively on Every, iOS 12. Everything's fucking janky on that 13. It is quite janky. Everything. I mean, Except for my, remote play. Even my fucking PlayStation app, when I open up the generic app, because it'll just open and then close and I gotta open it again. Ah. It does like, There's a lot of apps that does weird shit on there. I thought that was the case with Final Fantasy Tactics um, or the Lions. I listened to a Retronauts episode on that. And they said I, iOS or iPad is a great way to play that game. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've never played that. And I'm kind of wanting to try a tactics game. I think I usually get about 10 minutes into one, and I'm like, nah. I beat it the first time on PlayStation, and I haven't played it since. You're done? Yeah. yeah. Uh, another, well, I played both of these in one night of gaming. I was able to get online with uh, Cameron, friend of the show, and we played PUBG on Xbox One. Mm -hmm. And Apex Legends also on Xbox One. Battle Royales. We did try the Battle Royales. Uh, we were unsuccessful in both. I had no kills in two rounds of PUBG. I think our highest finish was maybe 15th. We had a decent finish. We never got close to the last circle or mm -hmm. anything. But uh, they've made some improvements to that game. Like if you get a, an attachment or something that benefits like what you already have, you can it automatically equips it. You don't have to go in the menu and Finally. have that, right? And that's in there getting shot at as you're trying to equip your uh, get a scope on there. 6x scope. And then you can actually, so if you have the 3X and you find a 6X, it recognizes it as the same type attachment, and you can hit Y or something like that, and it'll just go ahead and upgrade that one thing. Mm -hmm. Like you just swap it out right there, and you don't you don't have to add it to your inventory, attach it, drop it, or detach it, mm -hmm. drop. You know, remember what spend, you used to have to spend do? Spend 90 minutes in fucking menus and 10 seconds in killing. Right. And um, so there's some improvements in that. We played... We played two on the original map, and then we played one on the small, you know, that small island, like a Vietnam-themed yeah. 
map and um the quick fire map we never played awful and we never played super well i didn't get a kill on any of the, i think we played three rounds actually i didn't get a kill on any of those i did get a kill in apex legends we came in probably third or fourth one round and then that PUBG syndrome where we successively get worse and worse oh, yeah. i was like nah i'm just gonna drop out of this we never got a consistent third on xbox we were always getting a rando the randos weren't bad but uh it's it's very striking going from playing the pace of PUBG to like the Titanfall Apex like running and jumping and sliding down hills and just how quickly paced that is. Mm -hmm. I got a kill with the shotgun on that. Uh, somebody was tangled up with Cameron. I kind of got him by default, but somebody was tangled up with Cameron and I rounded on him with the shotgun and just dropped him and was able to res because oh. I always I always play as lifeline and I was able to throw up that thing and start resing Cameron. And it was sure just, they were pissed as you killed him and they watched the you res the other person. Yep, oh. I saved him. Fuck you. I got double teamed, you bitches. So those games are still pretty good. Whenever you want to jump on that, sir, I'm down for any of those. Mm -hmm. The battle royales have kind of uh, passed us a little bit. It's not. This was a. This was like three or four night a week type thing for us yeah. for a long time. PUBG, yeah, I mean, there was there was a, well, that was before all those uh, god tier games started coming out. So it was. Yeah, it was before this generation really hit its stride. Yeah. It seems like a lot of we've had a lot of single player experiences be really really good here at the end of the end of the generation. Mm -hmm. That's all my games played, sir. We're at an hour and 50 minutes somehow with two of us. Holy shit. How the I, fuck did this happen? I don't know. We can go into anime for the next 10. Uh, let's go, not. Let's go into Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> yes. Let's, let's make it a cool two hours. Oh, God, no. No, actually, I, went was, on, I mentioned I went on a trip and I had downloaded four episodes of Cowboy mm -hmm. Bebop, and my full intention was to knock those out and keep doing that. Um, right before we left, I saw one of the best episodes of TV I've ever seen in my life, and that was Heavy Metal Queen. That was the like a trucker lady. That one was good as hell. I need to go back. I haven't seen it in a while. Oh my god! If you even if you just go back and watch one standalone episode, yeah. like all of them are great short stories. Oh yeah. man, it's so good. And I love this anthology base. Like I, I can just jump in. And there's certain points where the story continues and flows through, and then there's certain points where you, they just like one offs. It's like Seinfeld of anime sometimes, <laughs> where this like random shit happens yeah. and they just roll with it. So they never get their bounties. They're yeah. the worst bounty hunters ever. <laughs> Like, some of the episodes, they'll find the person in the yeah. very beginning, and they'll be dead. And then it just leads on to somebody. That or Spike lets them go. Or yeah. Somebody. It just, he like, feels them. for them. It's like, eh. Yeah. They're the worst bounty yeah. hunters ever, but they make it somehow. Yeah. They're so lovable. I'm digging that. We're, are we really doing the anime thing? We're not, yeah. doing, we're not I mean, fucking doing I, this. I can talk about what I watched. I mean, mine, mine's, I mentioned last week, was I finished a Heaven's Memo pad, so which was pretty good. So uh, I always talk about those uh, Dengeki Bunku games, mm -hmm. those fighting games I always like to do on the from Sega that came on PS4, PS3. Yeah, it's based off these light novels. It's kind of like a Sword Art Online. It's that same series, and they're not they make mangas based off them, but they come out as stories first. And was this one, the one that was? No, I'm thinking of Grand Blue. I'm sorry. So this one came out in 2012. They only did like uh, one season. It was only about 12 episodes, and the thing was based off the first book. So this one is kind of like a you play you don't play it like I'm playing a game, but it's like a there's this kid i forgot his name he comes in this new town starts this new school his father changes jobs a lot and um he, he has a hard time making friends mm. and he ends up meeting these groups of neats which is uh neats which is n-e-e-t not neat as an n-e-a-t so not educated employed or training is what neat stands for oh so it's people basically who don't do anything scrubs basically and they uh come up to one called alice and she is a neat detective and one thing she always kept saying is uh she's an advocate for the dead she said, "There's only two people that can, there's only two type of people who can talk to the dead is writers and detectives, and tell their stories." And so, writers uh, as in like saddle up, or writers as in scribes, scribes, scribes. Yep. 
so this she acts she takes on cases where she solves these uh weird cases like disappearances and like there's a drug cartel it's very uh cowboy bebop-ish where each one has these self-contained stories in. that goes in. in there i'm in it's, it's very very good we're gonna watch it at um, you can stream it on Crunchyroll, or you can purchase it on the Blu-rays. What's it uh, called? Uh, Heaven's Memo Pad. She always made that comment on there, like, People of the Dead. They always, there's another dead person just written in Heaven, Heaven's Memo Pad. I'm down. Uh, they never translated the books in America. I'm reading a fan translation of the books now, because okay. the way that the anime ended, you don't get to see what happens, and it's kind of bullshit. So, I finished that oh, one. it's only 12 episodes. Yeah. Finished that one up, and there's another one I fired up called Kimagure uh, Orange Road, which is, uh, believe it or not, it's a Shonen Jump one. Okay. It's an anime that came out in 1987. Damn. Uh, it's very, very good, though. Is it? I don't know how I missed this and has never been on my radar. What is this one? Uh, K-I-M-A-G-U-R-E Orange Road. Orange Road. Kimagura Orange Road. Probably find it with Orange Road, right? Uh, Yeah. But you you, uh, you play this uh, kid who is about 15, 16, who's moved around a lot. Um, he plays this kid. Play, yeah. You watch this kid. This we is, are a gaming podcast. Yeah, sorry, everybody. I'm over here. I'm tired, too. So um, he ends up moving to this, this town where he gets in this love triangle with these two uh, girls. Um, and he's he has uh, powers. He can, like, teleport. and What? Uh, it's weird because he doesn't use the powers that often. He mentions it a lot. And he can't use it because, like, uh, the last six towns they've been into because of his twin sisters to get kicked out because they keep using their powers to win races and do random bullshit <laughs> around town. And the father's like, you can't do that shit. It's like, I'm tired of moving. We can't move all the time. So he, fall, he falls for this girl he meets on the first day where um, he catches her red hat in the air and he, he's like obsessed with her. And she's 48 like, episodes. She's like very sundary, which is like a very cold. But when you get to know her, she's very warm. I guess she's one of those first anime characters that follow that whole uh, type of character okay. format. So he ends up trying to figure her out. Like they meet and she laughs and jokes, and then she sees her in school and she treats him like shit. And he's like, "What the fuck did I do?" And he's like in shambles. But uh, the, like her best friend ends up falling for him, and he goes on a date with her, and it kind of muddies up the whole situation where he's trying to get with her. So like he's getting put in these situations where um, he's trying to balance these girls, and then he's it gets he's trying to balance these girls, and he's trying to win the one he likes and. Yeah. Then he gets into the situation where he's trying to, like, he gets caught in, like, dating both. And then he's, like, teleporting between different places and using his powers. And it's, like, it's getting all over the place crazy. It's pretty good. I can see where that'd be a great yeah. serial manga, like, for the, to draw out the stories and it's, the adventures and everything. It is pays very well. And it's surprisingly, after that that type of genre has been done so many times, it's surprisingly fresh. And there's the aspect of that girl. She plays the saxophone. Mm. So a lot of the music is jazz-based on there. Oh, it's, cool. It is great. It is fucking great. Um, the only reason the only reason why I mention it in his fucking fifty eight episodes is because it's a normally hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and I've been waiting on it for a while, and it just magically dropped to like thirty bucks on Amazon, and I jumped, and I was like, "Fuck, I'm in," and then I've just been going through. I think I'm only episode six. I'm flying through them. They're pretty good though. Is that the only way to get it? Is a physical copy? Um, I think you can stream them on Crunchyroll on that if I remember specifically. So I was looking on Wikipedia. I didn't yeah. see anything. I'll have to check it out. All right, we did our ten minutes of anime. How the fuck did we do that? Yep. All right, you can find the podcast on Instagram. Instagram. You can find us on Instagram, Instagram and Twitter. And Twitter yep. as no podcast. We're going to try to get that video up. You can find the podcast on iTunes. Spotify. Google Play. Overcast. SoundCloud. Stitcher. There we go. That's yeah. it. I didn't fuck All up right. and said something twice. Yay! We did it. 
Did we do right. two hours? Did we do two hours? Oh my god, it's almost two hours. Well, oh. once I edit everything in, it'll be two hours. Hell yeah, let's cue and criminal flog. Yay! <laughs> Thanks guys for joining us this week, and we'll see you next week. Adios. Bye. exactly is HBO Max? HBO Max is um, their streaming service, kind of like uh, Disney Plus for Warner. What all is included? Uh, they're moving Nef- They're moving Friends off Netflix to HBO Max, but it's like a hodgepodge. It does like, uh, all the HBO shows and Wait, stuff. Wait, are we just concerned about Friends and where Friends goes? Mm, they made a big deal about it on <laughs> social media. That's what it comes down to? Yeah, apparently. Well, I mean, Netflix paid $100 million for Friends this year, just for this year alone.